I believe the best path to a more peaceful world are proud, independent, and sovereign nations that serve and respect their own people. When you look at what's going on in the world, you have so many where they don't respect their people. But we want nations that cooperate together to create better for all people. That's what we're all about, all people. And we can't have madmen out there shooting rockets all over the place. And by the way, Rocket Man should have been handled a long time ago. <laughs> he should have been handled a long time ago. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me round and get to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. This is the first time any North Korean leader has directly addressed an international audience. Kim Jong-un saying he takes President Trump's threats personally, so he has been rattled. But he's now rattling the world with a new threat of his own, of a nuclear test explosion over the Pacific. From North Korea, a unique threat, and from Kim Jong-un, a first message in English vowing to make President Trump, quote, pay dearly, calling him a mentally deranged dotard or senile old man, that word now trending online, for threatening to destroy North Korea in his UN speech Tuesday. Rocket man is on a suicide mission for himself. Calling that a personal insult, Kim said Trump was a rogue and a gangster who's playing with fire. His foreign minister adding more fuel to the fire, threatening to test a hydrogen bomb over the Pacific Ocean. Kim saying Trump's threats have now convinced him his nuclear weapons are necessary. All right, welcome back to TDAP, episode 29. Um, we have got a pretty big show today. As as you know, um, obviously from following us on social media, you know that a big story in the area has been the Jason Stockley verdict the, the out of St. Louis for the last couple of weeks. And as we promised you last week, we will go into another, another segment on that. Um, but we'll actually get to that a little bit later in the show. There are a bunch of big stories this week um, in, in the news. So we're going to, we're going to try to get everything in this week and uh, yeah, we've got Frank back with us. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to make sure, especially especially given the local story and the way that we kind of have been following it so closely, I wanted to make sure that we could all three 
finish the conversation yeah. from last week together. Um, I don't know about finishing, continuing the continue. conversation. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know how. if this is over yet. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's a. Uh, I think that's pretty much a good setup for the show. Um, I'm going to announce, too, real quick, before I forget about it, because I actually meant to do this three weeks ago, and, yeah, Brandon's having another kid. So, there it is. Um, when uh, when So, now, when I tell you that September is busy as shit, you know why, <laughs> because I've got doctor's appointments and things going. I don't. Brandon's not having a kid. Stacy's right. having a kid. Whatever. For me, which she was nice enough to do. Um, <laughs> Be really hard without her help. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, we've been kind of doing that, and September has been fucking insane. So, um, so yeah, I, I meant to mention that three weeks ago. And what was funny was that Stacy and I had actually never talked about when we were going to announce that to everybody. We've known that for for a while. And then all of a sudden, you and I, Mitch, were recording an episode... Um, Two episodes ago, we weren't together. We were over the phone or whatnot, mm-hmm. and I saw Stacy post it on Facebook as we were recording the episode. And I was like, "Well, this is an inappropriate time to just bust into the middle of the show right. and explain what's going on By the here." Way. So, um, so yeah, I wanted I wanted to to get that one out there. Um, two kids in two years. I don't, apparently I'm really you're, good at that. You're killing it, man. <laughs> right? So. Anyway, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump into the week. I know that probably one of the bigger stories of the week um, was definitely the all of the the UN meeting and, and right, especially on the, the world speech. stage, yeah. right? And, and Donald Trump's speech there. Um, so yeah, let's. I'll I'll let you kind of take over that. Yeah. And so obviously, you know, as we said, uh, everyone showed up in New York mm-hmm. for. UN talk about all the different things that they wanted to talk about, and the one that everyone stuck with or was the biggest show was Donald Trump's speech. Mm. It was only about 45 minutes long. Um, I actually thought it was really, really good, but of course, we gotta go right into the controversy, which was <laughs> about, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> about halfway through it. He brought up North Korea and he referenced Elton John. Yep, and by doing so, he called him Rocket Man, which you know, isn't as good as Crooked Hillary or Little Marco. Oh, it's, but it's so still much, okay. It's so much better his, because there's I mean, a song I can play. This is something that no one talks about, but his <laughs> nicknames are like his nicknaming game is on point. Yeah, yeah. You might honest. you might not agree with it, but damn, is he good at it? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what we see saw during the campaign. Is he, he'll do that? He'll assign a nickname to try to low, you know, make everyone laugh at them instead of yeah. You know, if you're laughing at them, you can't really take them seriously. Right. So he tried doing that, which I didn't have so uh, much and of a problem like, with. That's an accomplishment from the boy king in chief. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> so that one didn't bother me too much. But then he followed it up with, and by the way, we're going to destroy North Korea. Yeah, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, he whoa. said they won't be around much longer. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he literally said, we're going to he, utterly destroy it. He said it. annihilate. And annihilate, yeah. He th- and here's, the, here's an issue that I take with Donald Trump and, and the rhetoric that that he puts out there is it like that is a big important term annihilation yeah. that means something and here here's my problem with it i think he throws that shit around too loosely not just in this instance but over in the the same week over right. this past week he's been talking about hurricanes and whatever he was talking about how like puerto rico got completely annihilated by it's like <laughs> they're they're still there right so yes they got fucked up by a hurricane right I, but, as you do but 
throwing that term annihilation around like is that what we're going to do to Korea? Just knock over their houses and then <laughs> let them live? Or are we going to blow them off the... Like, no, just, just all the way gone. We're only on the borders. My big problem with using a term like that is it plays into the Kim family's rhetoric of the U.S. is deranged and it's, right. a, you know, right. we're fascist. I don't Wait. think he's going to do it, but anytime you hear someone, just like when we hear Kim Jong-un say, hey, guess what? We're going to nuke you. Right. Doesn't make us go. Oh, I like that guy. No, yeah. last year, whatever that that chick's name was that wants him to be. I the just, president. I mean, I, and also, <laughs> and when, also you're, when you're speaking to the UN, though, that's a group. Like, is everyone on board with this? Are right. you speaking on behalf of the UN, or well, is this I your know, personal belief? So Nikki Haley has been pretty much, and we go on and on about Nikki Haley could, is being the rock star of the administration because mm-hmm. she just is. She and, is. It, bottom line, but even she addressing the UN and everything has been like we're out of options here like I'm totally although, cool with throwing although this to... they say that with their words but that's not what their actions show the fact well, that the all those fact sanctions. that well that's my point though the yeah. fact that they're still implementing stiff sanctions on them shows you without a shadow of a doubt that diplomacy is still on the table they, oh, yeah. I don't think so I, don't not, I mean well they uh, Mnuchin what's his name I can never pronounce his Steve last Mnuchin? name Mnuchin it is right okay yeah. Yeah. but yeah even he kind of walked it back kind of when he said like uh, we're not taking diplomacy off the table but the president is very serious about meeting this threat if Look, it's, the, it's not going to go the fact well. of the matter is uh, Tillerson I was talking to um, somebody last night and um who who is a little bit older than us lived, has lived through more presidential right. whatever, um, and he was basically like, now this is one man's person uh, opinion, so like, you know, he, it it's it's only that, and I'm right. only going to pitch it, with it a as grain that, of salt. right? But he basically said, look. Back in Ronald Reagan era, if this had been going on with North Korea, this type of rhetoric, like it would have been a whole different game. Like we would have had, we would have been. Like, on the doorstep with missiles in North Korea. He said, the fact that we're not at least would lead me to believe that, like, the reason that this is just... The reason that the government kind of looks at this and, like, they have strong rhetoric, but at the same time, they kind of give you that feeling of, like, okay, but, like, realistically, it's probably not going to happen right now. Yeah, we all think that. And the feeling is... He would argue that the feeling that it's not going to happen is because we know we're going to shoot them down. We're not going to get hit. South Korea might get fucked up, but yeah. we're not going well, to get hit. But how much longer there. is that going to be true? Because they're testing farther. They just warned of a new test. Yeah, and you can't right. see but all. All you have to do is, is fly under the radar. It's really right, not but it's hard. not. Yeah. But I find it hard to believe that our military has seen this coming for years and years and years and isn't prepared to shoot like the I shit said, down. Um, Republicans takes... have seen Obamacare repeal coming. They still don't yeah. have a plan. <laughs> you can't <laughs> underestimate yeah. right? you can't. lack of preparedness. Also, you don't know where the players really are. And like I said, when it comes to China, it's all well and good to think they're on our side. But again... They made a big move this week. They did, yeah. But again, they have been investing heavily in EMP technology for the past four years or so. All it would take is that they smack us with an EMP a strike what, our satellites go down and then they shoot the nukes and we don't even know it what was that That's move take. this week that china made they put like more they, sanctions well I yeah but think... it, it was like they cut off um any business ties with north korea like their banks cut off ties with north korea there, it wasn't just trade sanctions yeah, it I was like that one it, it was a big talking point the day after his speech um about how China actually like did some yeah. holy crap. Well, I know that they, they actually. Because ba- I think t- Trump even tweeted about it and said like that was unexpected. Like they <laughs> they completely came out and they were like anybody that's that's dealing with North Korea as far as like business ties 
cutting you off, and yeah. it is now illegal to do that. That is a big step. And like well, that's the what that they, they the argument has been it. is that, that that's yeah. what Trump's been pushing China to do. Yeah, so, yeah, that's all well and good, but we we saw this week that they had evidence of you know people will say with Russia and other places like that that the boats are going to a certain spot, and then you check the dockets, and they're actually going to North Korea. So on the books. It's saying that they're not bringing in resources to North Korea, but they really are. Yeah, and so I mean, is again, that where the protesters learned to say that like we're going to have our re- our <laughs> protest here, and then no, no wait, uh, we're moving into cross. Wait, there was going a, away. Did you see the protest in Panmunjom? Pan- oh, is uh, some like a hundred thousand people protesting Trump? Really? After the UN speech and after this week? Yeah, they can do that all they want. But yeah, I don't I, think it's going to make a, a bit of difference. But again, well, no, not once, China is not a wild card impeached. in the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Brandon yeah. prediction. <laughs> All right, but again, China is a wild card in it. And until we don't know where they're at, until it's time to go, they're like mm-hmm. a uh, Walter Frey. They're you know, I was I knew it was going to be brought up. So glad two weeks in a row. <laughs> that's right. You just don't know. We there will never ever be an episode of this again that doesn't have one Game of Thrones reference. It's so good, and it parallels real world events so often. I know all those so, damn dragons in my backyard. <laughs> Wake the dragon. But, but anyway, so going back to the speech, like I said, he he did that, and then he called him Rocket Man, and that's what everyone picked up on. But I thought the rest of the speech was really damn good. And so for the first part of it, he basically came out, and I love how he did this because. Immediately, as he started the speech off by talking about just how much we're bolstering up our military and really emphasizing the note that the American military is going to be at its strongest point that it has ever been. You lead with that to let everyone know we're here. What's funny, we're, though. But haven't we been the longest, yeah, the, the strongest and here's, military? Here's what's no, interesting about that. Date, so. Here's what's interesting about that. That's bullshit, and that's evidentially bullshit because we're exactly where we were four years ago militarily. We're not putting any money into anything else. We're not changing where that money goes. We are the same military that we've been since Obama. And yes, we are. They're they're moving money all around. They're investing in all sorts of different things. So I don't know that that's true, man. I thought I've seen articles that have compared literally. Five years ago, military versus 2017-18, the predictions. Yeah. Well, they they like, have been changing small stuff, but I think there's uh, yeah. like bigger problems with us buying tanks that we will never need again because we're right. not going to fight that massive World War II. Well, the other big thing they're doing you know? now is they're, they're using 3D printers to print a fleet of submarines and stuff. Which right. That's all yeah, new. I'm, like This is all new stuff that has better capabilities and things like that. Imagine the size of that 3D printer. Oh, yeah. I saw it. It's awesome. <laughs> that's what she said. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're doing a lot of stuff with our military. And, I, again, you lead with that by saying, letting everyone know in the world, like, we're here. We're not going to be sitting back. We're not going to give up anything to Russia or to China or anyone else. We're back. We're going to take it. But so Russia's love... a friend of ours. Yeah. Like, what the well, hell? Obviously. But... Why would we do that? Right. But they've been so good to us. They gave us a president. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. But... <laughs> But, yeah, so when it comes to that part of the speech, I loved it. And then he went right into talking about how he was going to do the best stuff that he could for America. And then he called out all the other countries. It's like, and every single one of you shouldn't worry about what I'm what is good for us, what is good for it was interesting. you need to be good for your citizens. It was interesting to see them applaud him on yeah. that, like, on that, that was sentiment. That was when they applauded, yeah. Um, and then a few other times. they. It was so funny, too, because I was working the day that he gave the speech, and... 
I was in between jobs. And so like there was, I had this period of time where I was able to sit there and watch the live stream on my phone. Um, and so I saw him and I actually, where I was watching, it was like two or three, maybe four times where he, whatever he was saying, he was, he, I mean, he was playing straight to that crowd and they were applauding him. Um, and then, only a couple of and then an hour later I got back online because I like, I, it, it, you know, I heard maybe like 10 or 15 minutes of the speech. I had to go back to work and an hour or two went by and I got on Twitter and it was just rocket man, rocket man, rocket right. man, rocket man. I was like, God, you're such an idiot. Like I get why you do it. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, yeah. that that's going to be the story coming away from it. And there was a lot of that. I agree with you based on, I didn't watch the full the full speech from minute one to 45 or whatever. Right. Um, but I have seen bits and pieces of it. I've, I've gotten the gist of it. I've read the articles over the week and it's just like, there were some, there were a lot of points that he made where they weren't bad points at no. all. And like, this was a Donald Trump where I even told you over the last week, as we've been talking on the phone that like, Holy shit! Maybe General Kelly got to him and <laughs> like him and straightened him out a little bit because he because he's been doing things a lot better than he started yeah. off his presidency. Then flash forward to his stupid NFL comments and like, oh, we're back to square one, which we'll talk about that later. But, yeah. um, but you know, like I I actually appreciated a lot of what was in yeah. the speech, at least what I saw of it. But I just don't understand why. Like I get, like I get you, you, you want to, you want to make a nickname. That's fine, but was that worth losing all of the other content yeah. from your speech? The problem I have yeah. with him doing shit like this is that it's quickly becoming because you the and red I, line. the three of us, we're the only ones talking about what actually happened in that fucking speech. Yeah. Like everybody's talking about Rocket Man, right? And well, that's the, it. the general public is. There's other people that are covering it. Right. Nikki Haley came out, and uh, Mathis came out, and Drex Tillerson came out in solidarity, saying we love the speech, everything about it was great, all of that. We don't care about Rocket Man. The problem with that, like, well, I said, that's shocking it's, it's, that his administration would support yeah. him. Well, you've seen that before, <laughs> where they don't like with Mike Pence. There's someone goes against the grain, <laughs> well, and yeah, know, yeah, I mean, definitely happened. And Nikki Haley, well, yeah, I mean, sometimes you like, just disavow white down. supremacists and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you just move on. <laughs> yeah, but still, so when it comes to all of that, when he was talking about it, I thought it was great. He was, took a really hard stance against uh, Iran. Which they didn't like. Well, of course not. Because, <laughs> no, I'm not too worried about that. So, and of course, Israel was just loving it because they're obviously so. Against Iran. Why is uh, why is the Iran deal a bad deal? It is a bad deal to begin with. Why is what I'm well, because I don't really not know. I know we I know we've covered it before. Yeah, but it's I don't... basically a pinky promise. It's the same as the damn uh, Paris Climate Accords, where it's just like. It's symbolic more than substantial. Yeah, it, and that was the problem I had with Obama is he kept being like, well, we're doing diplomacy, so here's here's uh, five terrorists. Can we get Bo Bergdahl back? Diplomacy. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's a bad fucking deal. Don't do that. So he did this thing, and basically what it says is, all right, Iran, you promised that all of your nuclear research is only going towards energy and not towards weapons, but you we and then Iran came, okay, we'll promise, but you can't come in and check. And they were like, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't they been checking recently? <laughs> 
Yeah, but it's got to be like months in advance, yeah. and like obviously, yeah, they're like yeah, there's still like loopholes. So it's a sad, right? Like, like we got rid of our chemical yeah. weapons, but don't like when worry your about landlord it. Just comes, take our word for it. Right. Okay, check. I will. Like when, check. when your landlord comes to your apartment, and you just clean up really quick. Like this right. is how I always live. Right. This is great. It's amazing. But I found myself in that position like two weeks ago. <laughs> I think we all right. have. Everyone's done. <laughs> they were like inspection. I was like, dude, I have right. kids. But like, obviously, a rand wouldn't do that. So it's a bad deal to begin with. Now, uh, apparently everyone, had, all the international community is saying that they are adhering to the deal. But again, well, and that's going why off I, what we know. That's why yeah. I asked, because I know that um, Emmanuel Macron came out and was like, I, like, I don't know what. I think it, he basically said it would be a very bad thing to get rid of it. But I didn't hear his reasoning for it. And to me, and I know I should be, but... Let's remind everybody what the show is. We're not fucking journalists. We're not experts. I'm and, an expert. And there are things that there are parts, topics uh, that I don't care about. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, my my big fight isn't climate change. I'll talk to you about it, but it's not right. my, that, it's not where I'm going to grab a sign yeah, and go stand somewhere. Um, and not I, Shailene Woodley. What, I, what would get Brandon standing <laughs> with a sign? I'm curious now. Um, <laughs> police murdering people? Yeah, like, are, yeah. Now, that being said, as you'll hear in the next segment, I didn't when we went down there you last week. No sign. We we <laughs> weren't no, and we weren't down there to protest either. We were down there just to watch and talk to people. So I can say that like that's definitely one of my issues. Yeah. I will say that the police thing is one of my issues. Get a tattooed on your face or get the fuck out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I don't know that I'm the I'm not necessarily the protesty type either. Yeah, um, it's got to make sense. It, it does something where I feel like I'm going to actually make a difference. I'm down for right. it. Right, and like I, hey, let's go block a road. I'm like. Yeah, yeah I'm more, I think we've talked about this. We're more on the side of we'll pay attention to the next time we hit to vote, and then yeah, we'll remember right. this. You want to sign a petition to put something on the ballot? Okay, my here's thought my signature. Is like, if I'm that passionate about something that I need to protest, I, the protest tactics need to be handled the right way. Yeah. And if the protesters aren't handling tactics the right way, then you'll never see me out there because yeah. I don't want to well, be lumped in with pleasantly surprised when we did go out there. We'll talk about this. Yeah. Right. So, well, I mean, yeah, going back to all of that. So, obviously, the, the ambassador from. Iran, Iran. His, yeah. gave one of the greatest gifts ever with his uh, goofy facial expressions when he was saying that. He was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, he was like, this fucking guy. And Netanyahu is just applauding I and clapping and, and going crazy. So much. So, of but course. You can get, I get where they're coming from, too, where like Iran's like, hey, we're going to bomb you. Guess what? We're going to bomb you. I that's can't not wait where, to bomb that's you. That's not and where Israel's do. coming from, though. Israel's yeah. coming from, oh, the United States is sucking our dicks again. So, like, <laughs> sweet. Where? That's exactly yeah. where we want them to be. And that's right. And that's what this country... The And the, for some reason, the government has fucking tricked the population into the Israel being the end-all, be-all good guy. They're fucking not. They, like, there's they're a very, not. Yeah, but there's a very important reason there's, why they're our ally and why we is, need them. I get yeah. that. Let's just not pretend that, like, oh, because Jesus might have been born there right. they are godly yeah. they're not there's I a just, good reason saudi arabia is someone we don't really touch yeah. when they right. do something bad netanyahu yeah. is some, a piece of them. shit and his yeah, military tactics thing. are fucking bullshit like try to defend iran and stuff i'm just like well, you, i don't get it like i've had people that go like hard against israel and then they're like and iran is trying to do this like iran's the, terrible here, what are here's you talking the, about here's my the, question is where is jerry kushner isn't he supposed to be taking care <laughs> of this <laughs> 
Actually, there's been Jared we Kushner is the do. next domino. He's yeah. trying. He's bracing himself. We were going to do a segment on it, but it just everything got lost in it. But there's actually been some pretty significant because uh, I, I really haven't seen much Hamas of Jared Kushner unless it's conspiracy theory. Yeah, like th- that is a good point. And like we were talking about this earlier, we'll probably go in at some point and do a big thing. But yeah, Hamas gave up their their power. They relinquished yeah, it. I where it I got tripped up because like I expect Netanyahu and Trump or any any classical politician in the United States. I think Obama was the first one, the first president to get up and say how I felt about Israel without yeah. actually saying it. Um, but BB's he, our best friend. We love BB. <laughs> Bullshit. That's not what he said. That's what Joe Biden said. That yeah, right. I was about to say that was right. a horrible Obama impression. Oh, Joe Biden. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That sounded BB, much more crusty. Don't worry about BB. Also, don't worry about Russia. But yeah. no, I think that you do a whole interview with Trump, just having you imitate Trump and pretend we have him on the show. Where, where I got, where got my face lit up this week is when I saw Palestine come out and say, "We're close, we're close." Like what? Like yeah. that's not something I expected to hear. And right. I, and I'm sure that we've talked about it on the show before. If we haven't, then we definitely will. As Israel yeah. always gets brought up, anytime Israel gets brought up, I'm going to tell you I'm on Palestine's side. I'm right. always going to and be I'm on, on Palestine's side. Palestine's and side. I'm in the middle. Right. <laughs> All right. Taking but the it, safe move, guys. There's a lot of dominoes for that. Like Benjamin Netanyahu is in the middle of a big controversy and they're talking about corruption charges. I know that the more liberal uh, politicians in Israel are coming up. So he's kind of in a position where he needs to be probably he, switch he, onto doing more of a deal. He's with pretty shady as a politician. Is he yeah, not? I everyone. mean, that's, that's not, I mean, Everybody. but even to a politician extent, isn't he pretty out there? I don't there know if he's shady or if he is just the epitome of everything that they are fighting against. He is a guy who has bottle rockets sent in across a fence line and then shoots guided missiles back at that right. threat. That's not a reasonable response. Yeah, shady's yeah, I, probably not the best word for that. It's yeah, I disagree evil. with that. Like when people are lobbing bombs at you, even if it, people are it, lobbing, it's not bottle rockets. It is bottle, it's rockets. Not bottle rockets. They're it's man-made grenades. bottle rockets that land in a field and cause zero injuries, okay. and then streets get blown up. And That's not, not a reasonable but you're not response. Not bringing up the ones where it's actual bombs and people actually yeah, do there get are killed. there are bad people, absolutely, yeah. but not all of you can't blame Palestine for all yeah. of that either. It, Tell me that no, a suicide bomber in Israel proved to me that they're a Palestinian, and then I'll say, yeah, yeah that's a problem that Palestine the has. The problem to- is you're, you're phrasing it like the dudes are playing with Play-Doh, and all of a sudden the soldiers come in and smash them to shit, and that's not exactly true. Both sides are trying to kill each other. Yeah, so, they are, but it's more like they're playing with Play-Doh. One side just has, one side just has more capability and more weapons. Right, and, and they and all use them to— ad- They do. They overly use them. They use excessive force, and they don't I do, need yeah, to. I do think they do, but um, again— yeah, That's the you, police using their gun. I was going to say, are we— are we talking about the right. police or are we talking about the Middle East? <laughs> right. So yeah. I just don't – again. Again, I agree with yeah. you. I think that bad people doing bad things, no matter what side they're on, they can be mm-hmm. on the Israeli side of the fence or the Palestinian side of the fence or they can be running from a cop or wearing a badge. Bad people should right. be held accountable. What right. I'm saying, though, is that you need an appropriate response. And when a, when a man-made bomb that essentially is made out of – explosives like petrol and things like that well and there's they're they literally half of these bombs are made out of like bottle rockets and shit <laughs> like they put bottle rockets in glass bottles and throw them over a fence right they blow up nobody gets hurt and then bombs are sent over there it's bad that they threw that over the right. fence it's worse that that was the response to it right again i'm saying that there's more than than just that but right there yeah. have been occasions where it has just been that right that's why i'm glad to see 
like I said, that it looks like some of this is changing. And obviously with Iran and the way that he responded to that but speech. But nothing's – I don't think anything is like. really going to change for Palestine and Israel and, I think it until will. Netanyahu is not the prime minister anymore. Uh, Netanyahu yeah. doesn't want it to work. He'll tell you that he does, yeah. but it's obvious that he doesn't. I think he, he might get strong-armed into having to make it work. Maybe. And if he thinks he's – if he does – if he fears being forced out by a liberal party there, then he might he have Donald to walk. Trump as well, because Donald Trump is saying like – He's called out. Yeah, but Donald Trump's gonna. Donald Trump's going to. He's called out Israel. Bend the in, knee to Israel. In a meeting. No, he called him out in a meeting next to Benjamin Netanyahu and turned around, looked him dead in the face in the middle of the interview. Was like, "You need to knock it off with that settlement shit." <laughs> <laughs> and then Netanyahu was that, like, "God damn it, that you was, son of a bitch." That was one thing. And he's also were, been pretty glowingly uh, positive about it. He has been, yeah. But I think times. that you and know, he's you, pushed that he wants to see peace between. I can't them. blame Donald yeah. Trump for that because that is a very American idea of israel like well, I am it's the also a very american thing that turn to someone in a room and be like hey stop it like right. we need yeah. legislation we need like policy change you telling them to what stop it yeah. i'm the only person your child you're not their parents in this country right. that you will ever hear talk bad about israel at least that's been my experience <laughs> but, well besides nazis but we know what well right. <laughs> <laughs> nazis that's right isn't there a soundbite somewhere aka no. the republican party ah oh. right no. um but yeah, so obviously, and that's what sucks about this whole speech is that there's so much going on in the world right now, and there was so much that happened during that speech, and everyone's like, Rocket Man. Well, the <laughs> other thing I learned from that speech afterwards is I learned a new English word yeah. from Kim. Yeah. I did yeah. not know dotard meant old person. Who's, <laughs> I thought it meant... It's old, I'm thinking of doddering. It's, it's, I, I old, keep thinking so, of, it's an like, old person who's out of touch or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm thinking of doddering, because like, that was the first but, thing I thought of. Man, mentally deranged U.S. dotard. Like, that is... <laughs> damn, does he speak English better than half that our population? That's a good right. line. Like it it's it a good line. Like, it's better than Rocket Man. Right. Now I'm not gonna go as far as like Christy Hemme or Chelsea right. Handler, whoever the fuck was it's like, Oh, really? He said that and it was really funny. We should trade. No, I, like, I do no, find it hilarious when world leaders are trading insults. Like, go to your mama jokes, just get it over yeah. with. Like, let's go to a right. school yeah. playground. <laughs> But yeah, so basically, to wrap up that whole speech and everything, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really damn good speech. Your mom was so fat. <laughs> <laughs> we all know, but yeah. she held that whole labor back, that whole labor camp on her back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wish that they covered it better, but you know, if that's the media, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. I mean, but he sets them up for it, so like you can't, he you can't blame up, them for taking the. They would have done anything, like, though. Yes, they would have. But red, if you don't, I saw people talking about how red his face got. But if you like, don't, like, here's the thing: if you, you do? don't put a term in there that has a highlighter already attached to it, right. like, then you don't set them up. Anytime you tee somebody up for anything, they're gonna take it. Look at the fantasy hockey thread from yesterday, right? <laughs> Chuck comes <laughs> out and he's like, "I'm back," and or he says, "What did he say? I'm gonna auto draft." And yeah. the response from the league was, "Well, your team's gonna be better, you freaking sucker." <laughs> <laughs> like, don't tee it up, and, right. you know, nobody else is going to knock it out of the park. Don't right. say Rocket Man. Like, I don't know. I just want him to come out, like, I hope that that becomes the theme, that he just uses, like, song titles. So, <laughs> like, later he'll just be like, Billy Jean is not my lover. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. But... But yeah, I obviously the you can find the speech in its entirety in the comment section. Um, and and I, listen and to I, it because it is good. Yeah, it is, and I would suggest listening to it because while we're joking and we're picking certain pieces out of it in its entirety, I I don't think that it was a horrible speech. Yeah. Um, I understand why it was 
why people liked it, especially conservatives. Um, I'm open-minded enough to go, even if I don't agree with every one of your points, I still think it was delivered in a better way than five days from now when you say some dumb shit about sports leagues. And, <laughs> um, and I hope that he continues to give speeches like that because... He I tends mean, to do well on the, on the world stage, he, at least in my opinion. I well, think because he he's on a teleprompter. He tends to do better than he does on the national yeah. stage. Little, he sucks little. on a teleprompter, though. Like he doesn't I, sound... I have a hard time believing that he has a speechwriter because so much of it seems unscripted and off well, the cuff. He, he throws he, that he, into he, it. He does. Yeah. He throws it, and you can tell. Do you, because... They just put giant gaps that say improv, and yeah. you just... <laughs> Well, you can tell. He'll say something, he'll be like, so true. Very, very no, true. No, because you can tell that, like, the speech is still rolling, right? And he'll just go off and do his own thing. And you know that because when he jumps back into the speech, there's it no good segue at that's, all. That's my right. problem with every speech he's given is he's so he, – his mind races faster than he can deliver his words. So he right. gets off and then he comes back into the speech at a later point, And you're not sure where you are right. a lot of the time. So he'll be talking about North Korea <laughs> and then he'll go off on his little rocket man tangent, which isn't on the television prompter and then his points have moved on so he'll come back and he'll be like and that's why charlottesville was okay like what <laughs> what the hell you were talking about north korea right. like he's he does these weird transitions he didn't say like, that by the way huh he didn't say that by the no, way no i know I, <laughs> I know he didn't say that i'm just saying like that's the style right. in which he kind of he, he leaves the safe words that are up there does his own thing but then when he comes back it's so obvious that he got lost and that he, i think that that's all delivered that's 40 chess man that's how he does deals oh he, gets you, he gets you so confused you're like if we haven't hashtagged 40 chess yet with the amount of times <laughs> we've, we've said it on the show <laughs> which like, i think is funny because i think actually the term is 3d chess i think I we took it a step further <laughs> and made it 40. Well, i don't even know what 40 chess would look like is it like the the fourth or fifth reich that we coined <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the earlier in the year i'm gonna look up what that uh, star trek chess was where it's like all the different layers and they're going crazy that's what holographic chess. You'll have to ask Star Quentin Wars. Tarantino about that. Yeah. Did you see that? Ooh, that'll be something. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to talk about that at the rest. It'll of never the happen. But more Hollywood I'm people so going old. crazy over. No, no, no. Tarantino said he'd come back for another movie if it was a Star Trek movie. He, oh, would, he would do more than ten. He'd do God. an eleventh. And I, I know be, it'll never happen. But do the you idea, see a sign I'd on the door so that says "Dead that. Klingon Storage"? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it ain't there. How cool would it be if they got into any of my business? Got into the race of the Star Trek universe through Tarantino and police brutality and violence. Like I'd I'd be, it'd be amazing. And I went so off the rails on this segment. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think Klingons is a good way to end the UN segment, (laughs) though, right? Again, the great American sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. Fourth straight night of protest planned in St. Louis after former officers' acquittal. And one of the things you see all the time with pictures of Anthony Lamar Smith, instead of a uh, instead of a mugshot, instead of something of him dealing heroin, which he did on a regular basis, you have a picture of him in the media, just played by CNN, of some uh, I guess his child, about a two or three year old, sitting on his lap. And he's acting like a doting father, who, by the way, previously spent years in prison for dealing heroin and uh, possessing firearms. And the video is quite clear that he tried to kill two cops with his car. But uh, he wasn't killed because he was, quote, a black motorist. He was killed because he was a fleeing felon who had uh, had in his possession heroin and a gun. And he tried to kill two cops. And while fleeing, he committed more felonies. The fleeing factor is, again, a felony. But it's amazing how the media has to take certain number of facts 
and boil them down and fit them into a small little container of white cop kills black motorists. go into the uh the obvious one the promise story now um back into the jason stockley verdict so obviously as you know from following us on social media and um and the sound bites that you just heard we went down to one of these protests taking taking place in st louis this week and so and we got some content down there obviously um you know, I talked to I talked to some people. I actually talked to a few people down there and was surprised at how many of those people. You, Frank was down there with me. That was the night Mitch had to play dad and have <laughs> the nice thing about having a seven month old versus a nine year old right. is that I don't have parent teacher conferences yet. The nice thing about not right. having kids is I don't have anything to deal with. <laughs> right. So, but so Frank and I went down, um, shot shot some stuff for the for the social media account some videos um we wanted to pull some audio and talk to people and it was it, it surprised me at the time but in retrospect it's not surprising that with like the group of eight people that i like pulled aside and was like hey i want to talk to you guys that only one of them was willing to to actually talk on a microphone um you know like i mentioned in the last segment we're not fucking journalists. Yeah. <laughs> so when we, we go don't down dress there, like journalists. <laughs> so when we go down there, we're like, "Hey, we're shooting this thing, and we want you to talk on the record." And I told them at first it was just audio, and then realized <laughs> that it was a good idea or it was a good opportunity to make a Facebook Live video as well. Right. So at the last second, I was like, <laughs> "You don't mind being on video, right?" so it was so i i actually i appreciate that chris was willing to take the time to talk to me while i was down there um sorry if that came off a little bit awkward and if i put you on the spot there but um so yeah we wanted to talk about actually the the feeling from on the ground in st louis and we also had some points in from that we left out of last week's episode. Um, the major one being the judge's decision and how we got to this point. Yeah. And we're protesting. I think we talked a little last week about statistically, like I know we have at least uh, about the number of black men killed, mm-hmm. but, we, but we've actually looked into that more this week. And didn't you tell me something Mitch about the, um, like the, cause we have, we did the segment several weeks ago where we talked about, um, the the statistics of black we actually went whites. through all the numbers right, right. Yeah. um being shot by police but didn't you tell me that there's some statistic in st louis that is even higher than the yeah. national it, average i don't want to misspeak here because this is something i saw and then i didn't see it again oh no i actually read about this this week you were spot you? on yeah okay uh, it's, it's 13 like some... of our largest police departments have a higher percentage 
than the the, mur- the national murder rate. Yeah. Um, so in, uh, I think Oklahoma City's number one. We're number two, St. Louis. Oklahoma. So if you're a black man in St. Louis in Oklahoma City, you Oklahoma. are more likely to be killed by a cop than you are by anybody else. Right. That's crazy. Um, it is. Yeah, it is. So anyway, um, there are a few things I want to talk about. First, I'll we'll, we'll go into – well, I guess let's go into the judge's decision. And then from there, we'll go into the protests and, uh, and what yeah. we – I heard that judge is a stand-up guy. Yeah, seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> um, here, here's my issue with the my, – my main point for wanting to talk about the way that this decision was made. Obviously, by now, everybody knows the story. You've seen it play out. If you're in St. Louis, you've seen it play out every day. Um, if you're not in St. Louis, you still have probably seen articles online. It's not getting as much of the national media attention. I, not national. I mean, I know last night there was another protest in our big mall, and I think 20 people were arrested. Yeah, which oh, so it's Galleria. not going away. Uh, yeah, the Galleria. Yeah. yeah, they shut down the Galleria and then went across the street to the Target, I think. Yeah. Shout oh, out to yeah. my sister who was yeah. at the Galleria and was giving me all of those images that I uploaded onto Twitter. Yeah, I saw that, and that was that was awesome. So thank you, Gabriella. Thanks, Cooper. That was that was great um and i think that brings the arrest total now to 140 or 150 um, yeah it's getting um, up there. the interesting thing too uh, that i want to point out about that arrest that number of 140 protesters since the beginning of protests last friday um because you commonly hear a talking point for anti-protest people the the blue line people the thin blue line people is that george soros is bussing people in Every one of those arrests <laughs> is a, is a local St. Louis in. Oh yeah, every one of those people really? is from the region. I think I think on the the because we do typically see that anyway. You go you, you conservatives do see that people, and well, and a lot of people. I think it's less though. Like to me, I I know that there are professional protesters, but to right. me that seems the way that it gets talked about and brought up. It it's more it's more mythological than it is real. Like yes. George Soros might have paid 20 guys to go somewhere. Right. And I'm not buying that the majority of protests that happen around the country are because somebody is paying those people to be there. Right. And that's evident, in, at least in this case. That, And I, I am pretty sure, to, just to not misspeak, that, that there may have been one on the, on the first Friday night. I think some of the vandalism, one of the arrests... It was, and I don't want to put. I don't even want to go that far and say vandalism because it may have been failure to disperse. We've seen a lot of people getting arrested for Which that. Which is a, such too. a broad term that can be applied to just about anybody on I the do, street. I do. I do think, though, to, as far as that term goes, like that's where, if you're going to protest, you have to protest the right way. And if the police now tell you this is unlawful, you have to leave. You, you actually have to, have to leave. Have to yeah, leave. but my yeah. thing is, like, can they just say this is unlawful because we can't? Right. You know, yeah. like there is no law against standing on the street in no. a public right. space. But there, there is, is a, a against blocking it down, making oh, shops, yeah, loitering. Making, you could even yeah. And again, all of these shop owners. To me, it sucks because I go to the gallery a lot. That's right. my mall, and this is the third time that they've basically shut it down. Right. And um, and my thought though, in, in, anyway, because um, I wanted to, I, I obviously I want to point that out. I, I think that it's important to note that these people are from St. Louis, so that argument, if it's being made, is totally moot. Um, yeah, the one we were at, that was. There are also uh, there are also people. some some discrepancies with the details around this case. Mm-hmm. Now I want to try to clear those up as best as I can here. But first, let's talk about the major discrepancy, which plays right into what was the judge's name? Was it Thomas or Thompson or something like that? I do not know. Um, but he made his ruling, and in his ruling, he said 
that because obviously prosecutors brought up the fact that they believed that Jason Stockley planted the gun. They believe that because the evidence almost conclusively shows you that that's what happened. Um, but what? But I wouldn't what, say conclusively. Almost conclusively. I mean, he definitely kind of not he even disregarded almost conclusively. I know he disregarded. <laughs> yeah, I know a government or department policy by taking but off his gloves when handling thing. evidence. Anyway, you literally see everything take place except for him pick up the gun, right? You right. see him go to the duffel bag where his other gun was. He does take something out. You can't see what it is. Puts he does it in his pocket, walk back walks, it in, walks back, and then pulls a gun right out of the car. Anthony Lamar <laughs> Smith's gun, which it only has his DNA Which on only it. has Stackley's DNA To me, on it. that says... That's fucking planted, right? Yeah. But you're again, not going to tell me that you're not going to find some thumbprint on a bullet being pushed yeah. into the magazine, right? Right. So know. here's here's my issue though, because I because it, this judge did a huge disservice to this case. And to be fair to the, the whoever the prosecutor was, whether it was St. Louis County, city, um, or Missouri State, they did a huge disservice to this case too. Because what they did was they reached for murder one, murder in the first degree, which is premeditated murder. You always and you'll this. never ever convince anybody that any time in the heat of the moment that it was premeditated. Well, and the reason yeah. they did that is because of the comment he made in the car after right. Uh, yeah, but if Lamar they would have gone lead. if they would have gone for murder two I think they would have got it. Yeah, I think they would have got it. This happens all the time. When especially we see them going after the cops. They always say, pre- they always overreach. And yeah, and especially do... when you know that 99% of cops do not get uh, convicted. Yeah. It's a major overreach to You've go gotta... for the heart. Like, you have to. Right. It, you would have had sucks. to see him get the gun out on video and plant it. And, right. Yeah. And then and there was, even there then was reasonable doubt. You know? murder. No. That's so just planting evidence. I just yeah. think yeah. that. After the fact. So I think that people should be a little aggravated with the prosecution here for their attempted overreach. Um, I also think, though, that the judge did a huge disservice because one of the one of the common things, one of the common arguments that you keep hearing when you try to defend the protesters, which I will defend their sentiment. I don't necessarily know if I agree with the tactics, and we'll go into that in a few minutes. No, but just statistically, you have to agree they have a point. That, I the mean, numbers yeah. they, the numbers back up their frustration, absolutely. Right. And, and the problem that I have with the judge's decision here is that in his 30-page deposition, he said that the reason that he couldn't find that Stockley or probability that Stockley planted the gun is because an urban heroin dealer that didn't have a gun would be an anomaly. Would be an anomaly. Here's where I would go That's a little here's where I would go a little bit like I would back up a little bit off your racist stance there, Judge. <laughs> a heroin dealer probably has a gun. It doesn't matter where he's from or what right. he looks like. A heroin dealer probably has a gun. Here's the problem. Anthony Lamar Smith wasn't a heroin dealer. And you have to say that because the because that's what his criminal record backs up. He had two convictions. He had a conviction in 2001 of marijuana with the intent to distribute, which anybody— Devil's weed. Which anybody who's listening who smokes weed or anybody who knows somebody who smokes weed knows that that can mean anything. That means that your friend— had a bunch of weed and they decided it was enough to say he was selling it. Yeah. Right. Or if, like I mean, if you have weed and then you have an empty bit. bag, right. if they find two I've, bags. That's I've yeah. watched yeah. cops. I get how this thing works, right? <laughs> right? So, so there's that. That was in 2001. In 2007, he was convicting of illegally. He had illegally obtained or whatever had he had a gun he wasn't supposed to have. 
Both of those crimes he served time for and was released seven months before this run-in with Stackley. So there's point one. You don't call him a heroin dealer because that's never, ever been proven. Point two, Jason Stockley and his partner, um, whose first name I forget, his last name is Bianchi. I think it's also, we'll take a moment to say, Bianchi was on probation. He was on probation because he had already fucked up and made bad decisions at the police station. So now you have Jason Stockley, who all of his partners that he's worked with said, this guy shouldn't have been a police officer. This guy was not a good guy to have on the force. And a guy who's already been in trouble with his superiors working together on this case. Um, mm. It just what it does is it just opens it opens this whole thing up for scrutiny, right? Like, right. what yeah. would these guys who have always who have already been in trouble for like police brutality or some type of shit like right. that? Like, Which why is, if you're gonna hold Anthony Lamar Smith's previous record against him, you have to hold these cops previous record and against yeah exactly right, or yeah. you know like the moment he killed Lamar Smith like he took off his gloves to here's, handle evidence which you're not supposed to do you're not supposed to have uh, your personal weapon here's another no. problem I have with the heroin dealer um, well they did okay, they, they did find heroin on him or at least claim they did they found mm-hmm. right yeah but then again <laughs> like, it's a big jump from personal use of heroin to and that's what I have a problem heroin. with is yeah. the amount of heroin they found they found two capsules like pill capsules with heroin in them they said they thought that they just witnessed a drug deal go down so here's my thought if you just witnessed a drug deal and a guy who you pull over and shoot and kill only has a personal um, a personal use amount of drugs on him mm-hmm. is he the dealer or is he the buyer <laughs> yeah, because did, to I, me he seems like the buyer not did the they dealer. catch the other guy when they both took off I, it seems like no, i've never heard anything about the so. other suspect yeah i've now, never I, to play devil's advocate here for a moment it Game is up. possible that <laughs> right it is possible that he just gave let's say he had five pills absolutely. or something gave oh, three yeah, to him absolutely. had another guy but, he was but gonna go conjecture. meet up with he was ne- he's never yeah. been that's what we're saying yeah exactly right. so all i'm saying is that the, the it might r- seem that way to you but you don't actually know but that's the same thing i can say to the judge who right. determined exactly. that he's a heroin dealer is because he, he sh- quote unquote should have had because a he was <clears throat> a black you've determined heroin dealer he should have had a gun that's not a good enough way to rule on a case no, no. at all. Um, you can't say that is very much reasonable, Tyler. Right? Yeah. You can't say that because is... I feel like something should be a way. That's how I make my decision. <laughs> well, you might be wrong, and I might be wrong. Right. Stockley may have done nothing wrong. That may not and, have been his gun. Right? But we don't know conclusively. We know it looks shady no. as hell, though. Right. So, so I have a problem with that. The other problem that I have with people that are arguing the heroin dealer aspect is let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Anthony Lamar Smith was a heroin dealer for argument's sake. Right. Doesn't fucking matter. No. It doesn't matter. That is not not, a shootable offense. It's not a death sentence. It is, it's a jail sentence, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) But it's not a death sentence, and it still doesn't mean that the other actor who acted inappropriately shouldn't be held accountable for acting inappropriately. You can hold both thoughts that Anthony Lamar Smith was less than an ideal citizen he was because he was obviously involved with hard drugs and like i think it's safe to say let's not put this he wasn't a hero he wasn't a community hero in this you can hold that thought and you can also say yeah but this cop seemingly very seemingly right overreached and the justice system didn't 
do anything to to right. to, to play now, the out one the process. I keep the right hearing way. about is that he tried to run the cop over or something like Which, that. Uh, no video evidence to support that. Okay. Right, yeah, ran but, from the cop after being shot at. Yeah, which is very different. Which is insane. Okay. The fact that the cop shot into his car, like <laughs> because he and, quote, was, thought he was reaching for we a said weapon it last right. week because. Uh, Jim, one of, one of the listeners, one of our listeners, had commented on the Facebook Live bit that, like, life isn't a cop movie. And I think that that is the best way of describing yeah. that situation. Like, it's it's not. And you can't just – you can't Starsky and Hutch your daily life. <laughs> so, like, you, you just can't. Well, you can apparently. Um, apparently, you can. Well, yeah. yeah. And then, Sadly. if you waive your right to a trial, you yeah. know that a city judge who is a piece of shit seemingly um <laughs> while Allegedly. throwing shade all over st louis uh, right. you know like a city cop like i said last week is never going to convict or a city judge is never going to convict a city cop and put him in a city jail with the people that he's arrested i don't know man the, they put batman in arkham you never know man <laughs> right you just never know so so i have a huge problem with the fact that the the case was ruled based on those types of decision that's that's completely your opinion as the yeah. judge, and that's not a way to rule a so case. Did they only go for murder they one? They only went for murder one. Now, here's... here's Why what, the fuck would they do that? Here's what's fucked up, though. Like, the, the, the judge himself can give a lesser charge. Yeah. So the judge can say, no, it's not murder one, but involuntary manslaughter or yeah. something like that. Or whatever. But what the, but what or, the yeah. judge said was the state went for murder one. They didn't prove it. That's yeah. it. Now I know this was and back then he in retired. 2013. Yeah, I know. Which is kind of like 2011 is when the incident took place. Oh, 2011. Okay, because yeah. it's been a while. 13 yeah. is when he got charged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that I, I'm pretty sure now it's against the law to go on chases because they're so there's so much collateral and there's so well, much and I know potential that, like, yeah, they tell risk. cops like high speed chases are more reckless. You're more likely to kill an innocent bystander than you right. are to stop the person fleeing. Right. Especially if you have their ID, we'll set the up license spikes. plate, you know who they are. Yeah, we'll set up checkpoints on possible routes. We'll set up spikes. We'll, we'll try to catch them that way, but you don't go after them yeah. anymore. Which right. also, you I mean, you're not supposed to fire at a fleeing suspect, which Stockley no. did. Yeah. You know, I mean, at a different time, I guess 2011, I don't know what the exact laws were then. So I don't know if you can I mean, I know all we've never now. had is that uh, apparently police have never been obliged to keep track of the amount of people they shoot. Yeah. We have no reliable data before 2014 when the Guardian started keeping track of this. Right. Well, we see that in other countries, too. It, it seems to be whenever you, there's a statistic they don't like, like, you know, that a lot of the European, just, yeah. yeah, a lot of European but, countries aren't <clears throat> getting statistic, crime statistics on migrants coming in. They do that because they don't want it to be negative. Same yeah. with the cops. They're not taking it because they don't want to show anything negative. Right. So that's Which not, someone that's pointed out um, in a BBC article that we'll link to. That talks about this, but they pointed out we have statistics in this country for how many people streamed a certain song, how many people went and saw a certain movie. We have no statistics <laughs> right. for how many people police shot. Right, right. Up until a couple years ago, when a, a, a British isn't newspaper that, started started keeping track for us. Right, like, isn't really that sad. half the, the job of a policeman is paperwork? Like, you shouldn't think you have? That's what they complain about the most. <laughs> like, shouldn't you have that shit? Get a fucking person to data entry and enter that shit into I a database. Uh, was just last year guns to work and playing them in other people's cars. <laughs> last year in October, James Comey was quoted as saying, "We can't have." an informed discussion because we don't have data and that is completely true it's like the data mm -hmm. we do have is damning but we don't mm -hmm. have enough long-term data right to, to show to a trend yeah. yeah right we can show a small trend but then people can claim that's an anomaly or that's because of the protest yeah. mm -hmm. i also don't understand why 
because this isn't the first time that they've tried going for murder one when they should have gone for something else. We saw mm-hmm. I can't remember the names of the other guys right now, but we've seen this the With same Oscar like Grant, maybe Orlando Castillo. Was yeah. it Freddie Gray? They tried Freddie, to yeah. they yeah. tried to do murder one. It's like dude, you know you're not going to get that. No. That's really and, and, but, hard. But I mean, as a lawyer, you would say that's justice though. Yeah, I would, and I would argue yes, but being realistic, you need to. Uh, is there a way that you can file those both? Can you Except go? Yeah, you can. I mean, and you, you can know, go from murder one, see this. and that's where they come to two. charge, and they say, you know, on the charge of this, not guilty. On the charge of this, guilty. Right. And you know, and we'll, I'm sure we'll see Stockley's family suing. They've already done. Yeah, and, and oh, you know, Stockley's family. Oh, I don't know. Or not Stockley's family. I'm sorry, Anthony Lamar oh, yeah, Smith they suing did. Stockley. They, did they do the law, like you saw with OJ? Yeah, they got you, paid out um, nine hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Is that it? Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that is not a lot for a life. No, it's not. Um, um, also, statistically, I mean, I don't know, but police shootings, half of them are whites, half of them are minorities. But when you adjust that for size population, yep. minorities are overwhelmingly more likely to be killed by police. Well, I think the numbers right. we came up with last time was that there was a, somewhere around 300-plus uh, shootings. It was about 200 white, 110 or so black. So it looks like – because you see that argument all the time when they say, well, whites get killed twice as often – and it's true, but whites are 65% of the population. Yeah. Blacks are Adjusting population, they're a lot yeah. less yeah. likely. Yeah, then you get 2.5 times as likely to right. be killed if you're black. Yeah, and so. even higher percentage well, not that. if you're we have in a quarter, And that's a very a yeah. quarter of a million more police working today than we did three decades ago. Yeah. We have a higher percent of police shootings. We also have a national trend of less violence overall, including the murder yeah. rate. we've seen that Except for police departments, which seem to be going up, or at yeah. least staying I think, is high. it true, too, that uh, Jason Stackley was a Marine? Is that right? Uh, I believe he had I some heard, previous. Yeah, he had some sort of military. A lot of it's I, very common among police. So I was talking to um, one of my one of my buddies who is who was in the military who served in uh, either Afghanistan or Afghanistan. Iraq. I don't, I don't want to say it wrong. Um, no, different oh, different, different buddy. Um, and he was saying that like one thing that really should be considered when guys come back from the service and go into policing like civilians is that typically infantry men like shouldn't be cops because there's so much shit that happens over there there's so much that you have to he was like in the way that jason stockley acted he acted like you would act in a firefight and, right. and that's yeah. not what you need civilian police to be doing because the because the fucking the tensions are too high, the adrenaline level is too high. They're looking for something. They're trying to, and not not that not to. I don't want to put words in his mouth either. He his point wasn't Stockley was looking to kill somebody or was looking for. It was just that he that was, was he was acting like he would if, in a war situation. Yeah, yeah. Which also, I mean, mentality. I have a problem that if you. There's a big problem with PTSD running rampant throughout people who serve. Mm-hmm. And if you don't accurately diagnose that and then you let them be on the police force, those people, when they get in a firefight, they're going to revert back to war zone mentality mm-hmm. right. because that's the way they were trained. Right. right. And muscle instinct. Training is very different from military to police. Yeah, or at least right. it probably should be should trained be. a lot more be. for de-escalation, which they're not. De-escalation they're detective more as war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I would think. But, but de-escalation should be the number one the thing they're is, for because how many times do they call to uh, a domestic dispute to a suicide threat? That's what they need to be trained in because that's yeah. the number one thing they're going to use. Well, plus if you look at the statistics between America and other countries, our cops are just killing like crazy. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, we, we have the highest you know uh, 
incarceration rate, which I'm sure plays into it. People become accustomed yeah. to being labeled criminals. They're going to be criminals. Well, and we but, had that story too. Um, does, and well, we actually we should go into the story maybe next week because I haven't actually read the story yet, but I know a few of the details here. But we have a story in Oklahoma City this week where uh, Hispan a blind Hispanic guy, or mm-hmm. not blind, deaf. Hispanic guy was like outside doing something. I don't know why the police were called. So like there are holes in the details yeah. I'm about to give you. So there, I mean, if he was called because he was a deaf Hispanic guy, he had a pole in his hand. That's what I know. So if the police were called because he was like beating babies with that, then yeah, like I get it. <laughs> yeah. that's, but that's no good. But that's not how the that's not how the story plays out. At least don't in beat what, babies. In what I've read of it. Um, or what I've seen, the little Adrian bits Peterson. I've seen. But basically what happens is the police show up, they feel threatened by this guy who is holding a metal pole, and they've got their guns drawn and whatever, and all of his neighbors are, like, yelling, like, he's deaf, he can't... Yeah. They're telling him to throw down the pole, and uh, he... Like the neighbors are shouting, like he's deaf, he cannot hear your commands and whatever, and they shoot him dead. Now, right. I don't know how... It escalated from one point to the other. But my question here is, he's got a pole. Why were you shooting guns? Right. Like, a pole can be blocked, and that's not going to be deadly. I understand if the guy has a freaking longsword or a knife or something. <laughs> or a warhammer. Right, and he starts running at you or something. Like, you can't block a sword or a knife without getting probably injured. It, injured and it could get you in the jugular or something like that right yeah, I mean, and if yeah, he's and if he's but got a again gun. they were uh, i just read it they were uh, responding to a hit and run so it was not something that was at least that he was involved in it seemed so right wow. so then how does a how does he end up dead b well a why was there not lethal non-lethal force used like this seems like a really really yeah. good t- moment to For pull your fucking taser, taser out mace right. you know you know like i just you guys got rubber bullets like i just don't understand and then what what irritates me even more is that you see these these blue lives matter guys who i consider the fanatics of the of the police supporters like you can yeah. support the police but once you go to that it's like the, that one meme that was floating around two years ago it's like if you if you have a problem with Black Lives Matter and you don't have a problem with Blue Lives Matter, what you really have a problem with is black. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and and I'm not saying that all of those people are racist, right. but what I'm it saying is it, it kind of like that rationale that like the police can do no wrong. That's where what I put on Blue Lives Matter. Yeah. So that might be and wrong. Like I said, when it, in anytime you see, and I bring this up all the time, anytime you see people who will just go along with it. Mm. In a position of power, or, it's not good. Or even go that step further and make excuses for it. Right. Well, he we was saw a that heroin with, dealer, so he should be right. dead. Yeah. No, we that's saw that not with the Catholic the, Church, the where works. they were obviously molesting kids. It was a huge deal. They were being, but everyone said, of, "Yeah, but everyone said, yeah. nope, you don't talk about it. This is the way it is. Right. It, they wouldn't do that." Yeah, you can be Catholic and anti-rapey. Yeah, it's but, okay. Right. You, can, you can be for <laughs> the troops and against the war. It's possible. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I just, I don't like I think these, that, that, these that blind character. followers. Yeah, and the problem with it is that it, it kind of goes by the they're book. They're lucky they're not deaf. They'd be dead. Immediately, as soon as something happens, they do character assassination on whoever the person is. But at the same yeah. time. Which, in this, okay, who, you could find dirt on anybody. 
I've never, find tons I've never of been convicted of a crime, but if I was shot by a police tomorrow and they started going through my background, I yeah. guarantee you they would find stuff to paint me as a bad guy without yeah. knowing me. Right. And that's the first thing they would do, and they'd yeah, probably like, release he it. He likes tentacle porn. Like, this is <laughs> weird. Um, or the amount <laughs> right. of people I heard saying, well, isn't the kid better off without a heroin-dealing father? You d- you can't know. Right. You yeah. don't know. And that's Just because someone deals heroin not, does not make a, them a bad father. Well, and yeah. you're not judge jury and executioner and while you're making that same statement wouldn't his daughter be better without a heroin dealing dad or mm-hmm. using dad wouldn't the cop's father or well, you know child be better off is, without a cop that she, i don't you know? i can't yeah. answer that question because now she doesn't have a dad at all yeah so right is she better off without a, a parent there I, I don't know but that's not i'm not judge jury and executioner i i don't get to decide right. that neither you does stockley neither does biachi yeah because he doesn't know the person so you're making that snap decision of oh they're better off pop, pop, pop. <laughs> right. no dude yeah you don't know that you don't know that so yeah so that's Obviously, I have those issues. Now, let's pause for a second. I want to play this interview that I got while we were down there Monday night at the courthouse downtown, and then we will kind of set you up for that scene here in just a second. This is Brandon here with TDAP, uh, Devil's Advocate Podcast. We're doing a little bit of an uh, on-the-street interview right now. Um, we wanted to come downtown this week at, with, the, with the verdict of the Jason Stockton case coming out. Um, and we wanted to talk to a few people that are down here. As you can see, your name Chris. Chris. That's what I thought. I just didn't <laughs> want to get it wrong. Chris is here holding the Black Lives Matter sign, and I just wanted to get a little bit of information from you. Why, why is it important for you? Um, I think it's a lot more important than just the Jason Stockley case because um, there's been a lot of things that have happened in the city of St. Louis since Ferguson, and I think we need to show that Black Lives Matter and Yes, all lives matter in the whole spectrum, but first you need to make black lives matter, and this is just another step toward proving that. Awesome. Do you think there are anything, anything that, uh, that the police or the government needs to do to make sure that we see more of a, an improvement in the way that the justice system, because I know a lot of the feeling down here is that we don't see cops held accountable for, for, for things that go wrong. Um, and so I'm wondering, do you have any opinions on what the city could do better or what local governments could do better? I mean, to me, I find it's really hard to, cho- to choose an opinion or sign this because it's so deeply rooted into the into society, into the justice system, that if you change one thing, you need to change multiple things on multiple sides. Right. And I'm also not educated enough to give uh, an opinion on that. I gotcha. Well, I appreciate your time, Chris. Thanks no for problem. talking to us. Thank right. you. So obviously, um, we we went down there Monday night to, and it was weird. Um, it, it was fantastic. It, 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 was... it was very interesting. <laughs> um, so when we first showed up, the protest was scheduled to be on, at the Del Mar Loop, which is where... Where the windows got smashed. Which is where, where the windows got smashed. An area that, we are very familiar with. Yeah, yeah, we are. Which And I was actually very happy that it was going to be on Del Mar because of how familiar I am with the area. Yeah, I, I know that, every like, little side street. If something pops off, I can get back to my car and yeah. I don't have to stay down here. I don't want cuz we didn't as you said last time, we didn't want to be part of something violent. We just wanted to talk to people. Yeah, but you when you see, see the it. arrest, you know that some of these people are just standing there documenting what's happening. Right. Yes. So we went down to Delmar, and that was that was really interesting because everybody met up. You know, Delmar is a really popular area for people that don't live here and don't know. Um, There's a lot of nightlife and restaurants and bars and like hookah bars and all kinds of weird. Not that little, night. <laughs> no, not that night. Um, so we got down there, and typically it's it's pretty busy at night. Yeah, we got down there at about five. You got down there at five. I got down there at about five forty-five, and as we and started, the process is scheduled for six. 
630. And it was already thinning out. Like, and restaurants were closed. The, everything was closed up. Everything was locked up. You started to see um, they were boarding up a ton of windows. Um, we got a bunch of videos of that. Of, of them boarding up windows left and right, and then the police start. The police presence became heavier and heavier as it got closer to the helicopters. Came out of uh, at the above same us. time. The way the way Delmar more snipers. <laughs> no, that was, no, not that I saw. Although well, where the night where the night ended up is there, that there was were. that was in my mind the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was interesting because so the way Delmar set up, it's a bunch of real tall buildings with like businesses on the bottom and apartments on the top. Typically, for most of those places, it's a, a long stretch or businesses that are like uh, buildings, four floors full of individual businesses, yeah. right? So we're parked in the back parking lot, which almost feels like an alley the way it's set up between the apartment buildings yeah. there and whatnot, and. As as it's getting closer to six thirty and now six thirty five, six forty, six forty five, the crowd's getting bigger and bigger. At first, it starts out as little individual groups of people, um, just kind of like making their way into into each other. Yeah, and um, they just started to sync up, and then you right. saw, you know, I know Fox News. We saw a cameraman out there, right? And then we, and then like about six forty five, I would say it, it was probably three or four. 500 people yeah, on the back of the parking massive. lot and then one of the uh one of the protest organizers got on the megaphone and started i <laughs> what was interesting too was she was really quiet yeah for having the, a megaphone so when it started we no, were like some guys had to come out of the crowd and be like i'm sorry can you speak up like yeah. we're in front row and we can't hear you yeah right. you have a megaphone we we couldn't we couldn't hear either we had to start walking around the crowd to get because i could hear that Something was being said, but I didn't know what she was saying. So then once we finally worked our way around the back of the crowd, and we were literally a couple feet away from her, yeah. from, like, catty corner to her. We were behind her shoulders as she was talking to the crowd. All I heard her say was, Market and Tucker, which is downtown, and then she said, repeat after me, and the whole crowd was Market and Tucker, Market and Tucker, Market and Tucker, and then she was like, we'll see you there. Expect us, or something like that. And then I was like, holy shit, I don't know downtown St. Louis. <laughs> so <Yeah>. now, <laughs> my foolproof plan of I can always get back to my car and I can get out of here is, now I'm driving down to an area I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to park. I don't know how I'm going to get to where the people are, because what their point was, we're going to the courthouse now. And what they, and I think the point of them going to the courthouse was they wanted the, the they protesters threw, they throw off the cops right that's the well that's why since that day every time that there has been a protest they have started at one point and then told everybody now we're going over here which right. i mean if, if you're and we talked about this off air but if your purpose is to disrupt the economics uh you just shut down one of the, the busiest streets in the they, loop and then move to where you the actual stuff is happening. Right. You shut down two streets effectively because they're right. going to leave a police presence on Del Mar, and we saw that. Yeah, yeah helicopters would follow us kind of slowly, but that none was, of the police were, were that leaving. That was the coolest footage, too, because I watched. So I remember how it felt standing there, and I remember how I felt when they were like, oh, now everybody get into your cars and line it's up. It was a and long it, procession it, line it, of cars. It was kind of surreal because you saw all these police start showing up down on Del Mar, mm -hmm. and then as everybody's cars started going different ways or getting in a line, like you could just see it on the police officer's face that, like, what – this isn't like this was supposed <laughs> to be here. We were ready for this, and where are they going? You're watching like the news helicopters follow the line of cars right. and whatnot. And a couple of days ago, I was uh, as I was going back through stuff for 
part one of this episode, I came across the Channel 4 helicopter, helicopter feed, which is the Channel 4 feed was a lot of what I was putting up throughout the week to kind of keep everybody up to date with what was happening. And it was it was surreal again, watching it all happen from their vantage point. Where And it was so funny, too, because you could tell that Channel 4 was trying to pick out who was going to be the bad protesters. There would be, like be like two black guys and a white guy just walking on the opposite sidewalk from everybody else, and they like zoom in on them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we know he's what got red pants to? and a wife beater, so if anything goes down, it was probably red pants, right. wife beater guy. Um, he's got a slurpee i feared for my life right yeah he has skittles kill him um (laughs) but let's talk about the (laughs) reasons why they're doing it because this is what i just completely disagree with i know that they have come out and they said we're not here to break and loot things which i believe i think that some people have but then it was interesting even before the verdict came out his mother was out there saying let's have a peaceful yeah they always do that though but then why because you're right Mm -hmm. that's what they're saying but then why were they passing so, okay, around so the hat? they obviously don't they're disavowing the people that break shit right so right. like the protesters will go down there they'll be like it's five to a thousand five hundred to a thousand deep and then usually the organizer goes okay everybody go home everybody goes home and then like 15 a, people yeah. stay there and do dumb shit well, and get like arrested. 100 people who stay there and then 15 of them happen to do dumb shit right the other ones are just yeah. filming and doing other things so but what's interesting though is then why when we were told to leave delmar and go to market and tucker where we we were protesting the courthouse because the protesters from a couple nights before that had gotten arrested. Yeah. Well, they got arrested for breaking stuff. Well, not, I'm not totally not all behind this cause. I will point out, not all of them yeah. got arrested for breaking stuff. A couple of them, I know a KMOV or a, one of our local news uh, reporters got arrested. There's been a couple of like citizen journalists, like one on this really big on Twitter, yeah. Revolution Z or something. Well, they got were arrested. arresting a lot of people because they wouldn't leave. Yeah, which yeah. is I kind of disagree with because I don't. That's not to me unlawful uh, gathering. I uh, guess you know. to me it depends on how it happens. If yeah. I'm standing if on the sidewalk filming, I don't. And you've told us to disperse, and I'm telling you, I'm not part of the protest. I'm just I'm I live here filming it, right, yeah, or something like that. Um, then. Then I think that that person should be able now. You do I, also I, have to think of the, the fact that when you're filming it, people are going to act differently. So if right. they want to get attention, or, you also have to think that it would be very easy for somebody who who was Antifa supporter or yeah. somebody who considered themselves part of Antifa to just pull out their phone and go, "Well, I just live here. I'm just recording it. Right. So just let me stand here." And the cops move past, and they're like, ah, but, I mean, "What they should do is just stand out there and protect it." You know, right. Right. Yeah. people are there. All right, you're just gonna keep an eye on them. And then that was my big thought. Is when someone was smashing windows in Delmar, like. What we saw when we were down in Delmar was every block, every red light, there were three cops on the corner. Mm-hmm. Three cops on the corner. Where yeah. the hell were they when they were breaking windows? Because there weren't that many protesters left. No, no. there was Did the cops all go home? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't know. So I know they're saying they're not doing it to break things, and I believe them. I think that's just a few people. But I completely disagree with what they say they're trying to do, which is to economically impact the city. To me, that is putting sanctions on your own country. You're not hurting the cops. No, you're, you're hurting, hurting yourself. Your no, but yeah. what you are hurting is the mayor who's losing revenue, yeah. who has to, who's losing people that don't want to the move. The mayor's the only one on their side. Like, he, the mayor came out and was like, oh, I love protesters and all this she stuff. She not did. originally, though. Originally, she yeah. came out and said that— The broker deal you know, She did come out very early, though, and say that racism is systemic in St. Louis. It, but, yeah, yeah but like, what I would point out is she's done nothing to uh, curb that problem. There's no, no nothing new in place departmental policy-wise. Well, it's here's the problem— a, a issue with it too is now because I know that they again get the Galleria they're shutting it down doing everything doesn't help you just hurts the people that are there trying to uh, run their shops there's a lot of black business owners at the Galleria I go there all the time right there are so you're hurting yeah. them now they're talking about how uh, all the 
revenue that we lost from the concerts from mm-hmm. all those people who who didn't go. Also, they're talking about how now Amazon's like, yeah, we're not. We were thinking we, about doing lost it. Lost out on the big yeah, headquarters. Yeah, now it's huge. The big headquarters. But I think that is their point, though, because the next time something That's like this happens, point. they're going to have the mayors going to be like, okay, we can let this guy off, but we know we're getting into two or three weeks. I do of think unrest, at the same time we talked lost. about yeah, but we did talk about how they went for first degree, and it doesn't sound like they would have convicted him anyway. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I think you know they're again failings on both sides. But yeah. I think that, yeah. Like, besides voting, respond, which they can't vote right now. Here's where only, here's where I think you're not going to hurt the cops. The cops here's, are going to get their revenue. I fall yeah. somewhere. They'll just pull more people over. I fall somewhere in between <laughs> both of you on this, where I think that it's going to take time. It's going to take the next time that one of these cases comes up to see if the government, because what I don't think that they should do, like here's what I think would be uh, would be a disservice to law period if the next time this happens if the mayor comes out and goes let's just make sure he's guilty that's not fair either what i think they need to do though if if this causes the next time this happens for them to for be the, like well let's be more transparent let well let's give it to an independent council yeah which that, i mean to be fair we already technically have one in internal affairs but they don't seem to be independent at all if 99 no, percent of cops are getting off they're clearly not looking at them right my, my problem with this thing is that the protesters think they're winning I think they're just making everything worse. I don't think they're losing in, in uh, a certain degree. I mean, they're, we're, they're still on the news. Like, because yeah. if they wouldn't have protested, the, the, the verdict would have been a day story on the national news and gone away. Yeah. It's been a three weeks or two week story at this point. But again, it comes to the negative. Protesting. Yeah, but to me, it comes back to the negative press. So, like, yeah, yeah. people are talking about it, but they're all telling. Every, like, everyone I talk to that isn't 25 and younger is like, fuck all the protesters. So mm-hmm. they're not gaining any support. Like they might get some people that we also talk to because of who we are. We also talk to a, a lot yeah. of old white people, and yeah. a lot of old white people don't well, seem to fucking understand how long this a lot story. of old white people vote. Part of the part yeah, of the, fine. the protesters like they if still we don't make... understand that they don't understand that they're wrong. No, but that's not a good way to make this. them understand. If you're trying to bring people into your cause, making them lose all jobs and you know, economic benefit for your city isn't the way to go about that. Yeah, but how long until these shop owners get on their side and be like, just give them what they want? Those people. Well, I saw that in Delmar. Those people aren't going to be out. on their side anyway. Those yeah. people, the the business owners in Delmar, sure, but the business owners in Frontenac, those people are never crossing that thin blue line. Even the they're Gallery, never going to come over argue. and understand why the pro- protesters are there yeah, because those people are you. worth a million dollars and they don't give yeah. a shit about. So I'm a poor business owner in the, and in, I'm down wherever. And you're trying to get me to go against the thin blue line, but I have to rely on them to have you not break my shit. Yo, that yeah, doesn't help. No, your it cause. absolutely does not. And that's why I think that the fact that they're disavowing that and they're trying to get those people out. And to be fair, too, let's be real about the vandalism in St. Louis. It took place on the first Friday night and the first Saturday night. It hasn't else, really. happened no. since. There have been you protests not, every single now, day. You would not know that from looking at headlines because no. obviously yeah. our protests turn violent. Rioters do this. Right. And right. It's and very the, misleading. Yeah. Well, the problem also is that it, there's a potential for it. And you so wouldn't know that. It's always force, a powder keg when you, you wouldn't know that based, based on. They're uh, angry and they want. Yeah. And then you, and, mob mentality is very real. Like I have a hard time believing that everyone that's ever broken a window or throwing something at cops that was their original thought or if they just right. got swept up in the mentality right yeah. and I'll tell you it's very easy to be swept up in the mentality anybody's been to a sports game right. and is not into sports brain is breaking everything no because when we were <laughs> down there when we were down there I felt more sympathetic to them 
before and or I felt more sympathetic to them while I was on the street than I did before or when I went down there. And it's not that I'm not sympathetic to to them. You would go back over the history yeah. of this show. You know that I'm on their side. You know that the numbers are on their side. My problem is what you say it's it's the tactics you right. i don't think that blocking well, brentwood boulevard is you've just sanctioned what your better, own city right. what uh, i would ask you though if you don't agree with the taxes what do you think mm-hmm. they could do better like where would they, they protest they got, they make a choice the courthouse uh, yeah protest the first, police stations yeah though that would be fine too even that i don't think is going to do anything i think you have to play the long game you've got to knock on doors you got to get people to sign petitions saying that we're going to I, take I do wish we would have seen that more at the protest people handing out information on here are when the elections are here Here's are the people do. you need to vote for here because are the people the, in charge that yeah. we blame because right. the cops get their power from the people they the do. people vote for which it. is why i have such a problem with cops seeing cops saying whose streets are streets they're not your streets yeah no. but keep you in mind too. our streets yeah we pay keep in mind streets. too that like while voting sounds nice and cute and whatnot that, nice like, and cute is the democratic process yeah we also just passed voter id in missouri so you're requiring these people now to buy something that again they you and you have covered that that they were giving the ideas to people so that's, you can't say you're acquiring that's the them to way buy that's the way that they pitched it but that's not the reality of the situation it, like to me. it isn't because you only yeah they'll they'll take care of it for you if you don't fall into one of those one of those loopholes right like you have to you have to seek them out yeah, they're not. They handed out the websites. They handed out all the information. Like obviously, they can't just walk on, go door to door and say, "Do you need an right. ID?" Right. So sir? if you're too poor to have the internet, and if you're too poor to have, but there TV, are libraries, man. Never, no one's poor, so poor that they can't get onto the internet or do something. Homeless Again, people. I brought this up. Just because you're you homeless get, doesn't mean you don't have a right to vote. Yeah. How do you get an apartment? How do you get a car? How do you get some anything? people don't. But if you're homeless, yeah. that doesn't mean like if you don't have a car, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a right yeah. to vote. That's what I will always say. You well, don't, if you're homeless, that should be pretty. Pretty obvious that you could you need to go and, and get this. Yeah, you know what it I mean. It should be pretty obvious unless you you're homeless and you yeah. don't have a TV yeah. or a radio or the internet to well, know sure that you know. that's a law. Well, st- I'm sure you'll know when you show because up and they go, "Hey, bud, you need an ID," and then you go, and, oh, "Okay." Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that but they're going to be like, "Just just go program. get one real quick and come back yeah. and vote in 45 minutes." <laughs> well, no, come yeah, back and might, vote in four years. You might miss this one, but yeah, you're going to know it for the next time right. around. Right, so it suppresses voter turnout. I don't think it suppresses. Uh, to me, it's a, a no-brainer that you should have an ID to vote. You have to have I'm, an ID I'm fine for with everything that. else. The no Send them cost. all to yeah. our houses. That's to, what you I'm can't, saying. To me, you can't, sit, you can't just claim ignorance and say, well, we can't do it because people are dumb and they're not going to know. Yeah, but the Republicans what? claim ignorance when they say that there's a freaking voter fraud problem. Well, there's not. Not, not. Yeah, not good. Right. Again, two wrongs don't make a right. And you can't just say, well, everyone's too stupid to know that get an ID, so we're just not going to do it. No, you should have an ID. You should have an ID to vote. That should be... I don't have a problem with it. I don't Again, feel that it's suppression. I feel like if, if the, the funds are there, they're offering it up to you, you just have to say, hey, I need one. Like... To me, that's not suppression. But again, like I told you when we covered it before, pick me up and bust me to the place where I need to go because this is yeah. your requirement. You pay for it. Well, they did say that they would, if you need transportation, things like that. Did Here's they? all the resources. You I, just have to come here and do I it. I don't know that that was Like, you can't no, just there say are, that. But then the last election, you had people who were claiming that they were busking, busking in illegal people to vote when they were just busking in poor people and old right. people who don't drive. Like, yeah. anytime someone tries to get a group of people together to take them to go vote, I also you have think, this thing about people saying, oh, that's, you know, I also think, too, calculated. it's cute to talk about fucking voting, but if we if voting mattered... does matter. 
Hillary Clinton would be president. So no, that's not the way that it works. That, that is. <laughs> well, I will argue is. against the electoral college all fucking day long. No, I love the electoral if, college. If we're makes talking about all the sense in the I've world for Republicans. Absolutely, no, not for Republicans. Absolutely for, for the American because people. Republicans don't have a party without the system. No, if you so, look at if you look at the entire United States, if you look you at see, the entire population, liberals rule. Yeah, exactly. The whole point of being a Republican is saying that the states have power. So we're not telling California that they can't pass all the dumb, stupid laws that ru- ruin their their state that they want to. You just can't tell Montana what right, to do. But here's the problem. The majority of the country says that we don't agree with your theology. And the yeah. majority of the country is the majority of the no, country. The majority of people that so live in these cities. Republicans are like... Yeah, you can pass all the laws over here, while liberals are like, no, we're all one government, and we, we outnumber don't you. That. We don't so believe that. It and doesn't again, matter. We win on numbers. No, that's not the way that it's set up. And the whole I know point it's of not it not set up, set up, that up way, like that. So that you have a party. No, it's so that the people in Montana <laughs> like, don't get have well, to— see, now, my problem is, though, that, like, apparently if you live in Ohio, your vote is worth more than mine, which is why yeah. they hold so many. I, that's what I disagree with the electoral process. You make small and just pockets anyone, more important than other states. Missouri is not an important state because they know how we're going to vote. They, but that's we have why they 10. Don't, we have 10 anybody votes. that wants we to do, know. But, but it's not one that they, they don't typically come here a lot because we're not a swing yeah. state. We're not Pennsylvania. We're not Ohio. For anybody that is interested, you – to vote in Ohio, you only have to air quotes live there for three months. So, yeah. and living there is just having an address, right? So, if you have an address in Ohio for three months, I'll get a PO before box right an election, <laughs> you're an Ohio voter. Just for yeah. anybody that needs to fill in well, the blanks, both spaces sides there. Yeah. Both sides know that, and, and both sides are doing it. And then both sides claim it doesn't happen, except for the other guys. It actually doing doesn't it. happen, and it's, it does it, happen. It is interesting that both sides do know that it is that easy to commit voter fraud, but we don't see it statistically. No, I just saw a, a report saying that it's, there was all, all sorts same of thing uh, with gerrymandering. Both sides will claim the other does it, and yeah. it's a detriment, but they'll still do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I just saw statistics the other day that they were talking about all the, the voter fraud. There was like 200 votes or something that they figured out. It's interesting, but though. The majority if, of those are people who accidentally vote twice, right? People who, who signed an early well, voter I think that that's card what they and then said. accidentally if showed you up. Back, they didn't, they or names got it. switched and there's two people with similar names, so they counted one as voting twice. Yeah. So I believe that you go through every case of it, there's like one or two where it could have been fraudulent. The rest were simple yeah. human error. If you I'm look back buying. at the last 30 years worth mm-hmm. of presidential elections, less John Kerry— the Democrat has won the popular vote every single time. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. they say so the electoral more... college works for one party. Yeah. Well, that's great until well, they switch, and then all of a they'll sudden they'll never switch because the population yeah. is has a majority it, of again they follow the same you're just theology. Assuming that the populations are going to be democratic, and we, we might see that now based on the numbers that they are. Yeah, we might see that now in the past twenty. We years. We also know that Democrats go vote back to less the past seventy years. Republicans. Yeah. That was do. my point. The more yeah. Democrats that show up, the, the higher the voter turnout, the higher the better right. Democrats. So do. the mm-hmm. fact that Democrats are are kicking Republicans' asses at three million and six million votes means that if Democrats actually showed up, you don't have a party without the Electoral College. Well, because now you're talking about a too. 10 million vote yeah. swing. Yeah, that's great. Again, the whole point of it is if you look at it, it would be Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles. I agree with their theologies. They don't have a problem. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they basically would be able to run the whole country. That's obviously oppressive to the rest of the states. That's why we say as Republicans, go have all equally, the power you want Equally as opp- oppressive as Frank's point that Ohio matters and Missouri doesn't. Well, both yeah. of them, both of them do the matter. The Electoral College isn't it's – not, it's not a perfect fix. Yeah. I understand why they need why they thought they needed it, particularly back in the day, but it ends up causing more problems than it's solved. They also have opinion. computers yeah, now. I don't think so. Now just count the fucking popular vote and let's call it 
a majority. Yeah, again, we don't want to do the popular vote because well, it you don't makes... want to do the popular vote. Right. No, do. I think that they, most people, like I said, yeah, I would ask it, a Democrat if they don't want to do the yeah. popular vote. They you, win the popular vote every time. If you look at yes, the, the, a picture of the voting map of the United States, it is overwhelmingly red. And you're saying. But in smaller pockets that aren't as Exactly, populous. but that's yes. still, they matter. Oh, so, they matter. I'm not saying they don't yeah, matter. Right. So but you don't want to say they forget all put that. Them all up in a vote one by one by one, and you see, okay, well, 60% of the people think this is that's yeah. the way we should earn our country. My my point. I don't think so. My point is, why should this person that is solidly blue in this on the two coasts get to tell the rest of everything in the middle what to do? Well, my thing is, why are we allowed to say that uh, uh, Trump is president that even though he got less votes? That's not right either. <laughs> right. And well, why, he got more electoral votes. He got less votes. Yeah, but why should these little total votes, which still makes no sense to me? Why should these little small pockets of rural communities mm. determine what happens that's for the, the for the majority the of the also population the and they don't cities. yeah and if the they, majority of the people live in the cities that's the majority of our and population like I said, if you look at those states if you look at those states they have vastly different laws and different taxes right but and the presidential like outcome is still based on because the, the fact that the scale is tipped for the for those rural the red pockets of the United States should be a representative of the country as a whole so the what, country as a whole but if you do one man one vote you get 60 percent he is Right, you didn't get sixty percent. But okay, but Trump didn't get even fifty-one percent. Yeah, so well, like, Hillary not, didn't either. Yeah, most people didn't. Yeah, vote. but Hillary got more, so she is yeah. more of a leader for the majority of the people in our country Absolutely. than Trump is. I wouldn't say so because again, I would say the numbers. We have three more votes. Again, if you look at the color of the places, you have to take. It into doesn't matter. We're matter. looking at the numbers. Those statistics. Yeah, you're looking at the matter. numbers because they help you. But that doesn't help the You're people. You're looking at the Electoral College because it helps you. No. It doesn't help the majority of I'm the population you, of the country. Right. Yes, it does. The That's majority of the saying. population thinks this way, not yeah. the way that the Electoral College swings. And I'm telling you they don't. That You have a pocket of people who agree they can make their own laws wherever. The rest of the country thinks a different way. So the representative of the country should be Look, take a look at the map. Take a look at the colors. That's what it is. If it was blue, if it was switched around, I'd be saying the exact same thing. I don't care who it I is. I would like to me. It's just one man, one vote makes no. so much more sense yeah, to does. me in my to mind. Me, and I would not for either. something this big if because it, the United States is just too damn big. I will absolutely tell you without a shadow of a doubt that if it was switched, I would say the Democrats better appeal to those fucking people and mm-hmm. make them change their minds. Yeah, that's what Republicans are slithering out of. Yeah, they don't saying, have to saying, change like, minds. We don't because have they to put a majority of votes. Right. so. To bring this all the way back to St. Louis, <laughs> it's nice to say that those protesters should get out and organize their vote. Mm-hmm. But, A, votes don't really matter. They do in St. Louis, absolutely. That's and the populist B, area. the if you stop, I agree with the sentiment. Like, let's hit the police, the corrupt police, or whoever you have a problem with the justice system, let's hit them in the pocketbook because that's where it's going to hurt. The problem is when they do get hit in the pocketbook, that's not going to take away their guns or their tanks or their and, shitty training. Right. What it's going to do is take away what, – well, what it probably will do is law. they'll go six weeks of training. Fuck it. Let's do three. We can, we can save money. You can pass laws to say that what they have to do. So you can put that on the ballot saying that the, the new thing for cops you is that they're going to have to do nine months. You need a representative to do that. It, that's not that hard. All you have to do is sign a petition and get it on there, and then it w- once you do that, it gets put onto the ballot. And then at that point, again, th- you look at all of Missouri, it's completely red except for two areas, Kansas so, City, St. Louis. So, well, why don't we do that in local elections? Why don't we have an electoral college? When we vote on gun control on yeah. a state level, we go based on one man, one vote, we tally yeah. them up. 
whoever why well, it's, it comes, if, it's, if it's fair for for any make, other topic why yeah. isn't it fair for presidential it goes for geographic size so the, the united states is just really fucking big and so to sit there and say well this is one person who gets to decide everything for all of it you want it to be representative of the geographic location as which a whole which is why a percentage of the population like uh, the, all the missouri people then, 60% vote that, one way that is the representation but that's ridiculous because donald trump and hillary clinton are not representative of the no whole. um well, no, so really not, we should have a law they, that was like okay you need to find someone who's more popular because someone has to get <laughs> 51% of the right. votes. Yeah, no, no. That would never happen. Just look at Europe and all those. Like, no one ever, ever, ever. They're lucky if they break like 30% yeah. because they have That's nine different have parties. The, yeah, they have coalitions yeah. and shit. Um, right, exactly. But again, they're much fucking smaller. They're not massive. Just like when you look at, at Russia, you've got this huge so, area. Let me challenge you. Mm-hmm. Let's write the petition. You want to write a petition and get it going? Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah, we can look it. up and, and see what it is. We can promote it here. We can put it up on the social media yeah. accounts. We can try to see if it gains traction. If it does, yeah. it does. If it doesn't, then people weren't being – either people weren't looking at it or they didn't like it or whatever. But uh, We'll have to find out the rules for what it is when it comes to investigating because obviously I would want that to be an independent mm-hmm. uh, structure and as well as penalties for uh, – I know that they – I think they passed. So if you, you live body in St. Camps. Louis, this is your opportunity. I yeah. don't know how long this is going to take. Like we're going to – It takes we'll, a long we'll time. Act, no, I don't know how long <laughs> like, it's going to take for us to get the petition up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We'll we'll look into it. We'll right. do our part, and we're going to – we'll set up the platform. If you want change in St. Louis, if you want – this type of this this type of change and if you think that voting is the right way to handle this thing will be your platform right get behind it and do it i will say if if the protests were smart that's what i expected i expected people handing out clipboards and more info on voting and how to change the rules and i mean not that i don't agree with the chanting and stuff but whatever but like i wish they would have used it as an opportunity to try to Mm -hmm. well and that's what we said when we were down there the one thing that that i would have loved to have seen more of was literature being passed out yeah even if it's in the only form of a pamphlet the only pamphlet we got was from the scientologist (laughs) did you know that's what that was it was yeah it was god bless him they're trying yeah but philip seymour hoffman's dead and so is scientology so so we'll look into that again i think that when it comes it just comes to geographic size looking at a place as small as st louis you can govern that you can govern that by the people. Look at something like Europe. You see the EU. It's just too fucking massive. You're trying to take all these people. That's why so many people are rejecting it is because here's the people. Or, or let's even expand it 100 years to do the globalist mindset and say, well, there's what world government. And you say, well, it's one person, one vote. Europe runs the fucking show then. It doesn't, or so, China. Yeah, Africa might not like what they the say, but it doesn't matter. It. I just don't think it's uh, – I think it's something that needs to be tweaked and improved because it that's we've the seen between, it fail. Yeah, that's the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats like to look at the 50 states as one living, breathing thing, one size fits all. Republicans don't. We say Montana's not the same as California right, just because you've got one city. And what I would tell you is that that sounds great. Just yeah. get more people behind you, and then I'll give a shit what you think. Again, so, they have different ideas. So just because you say, well, you should just change all of their minds. You should just have no, more have than 50%, and then yeah. I'll just kowtow to you. They have like, different That's values. all I'm saying. And nobody gets, like, yeah. you have 51%, I lose. So, okay, <laughs> there you go. Have it yeah. your way, electoral college. But, yeah. you know, you don't, so shut up.
Well, Aaron, sources tell us that the FBI got permission from the Secretive Surveillance Court to monitor Paul Manafort, the former uh, Trump campaign chairman, before and after the election. Now, this is an extraordinary step for the FBI to do surveillance on a high-ranking campaign official. And, of course, Manafort is now at the center of the Russia meddling investigation. We're told that there are inter intercepted communications that raise concerns about whether Manafort was encouraging the Russians to help with the campaign. Now, other sources told us that this intelligence was not conclusive enough. Now, Robert, uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller's team has been provided all of these communications, Aaron. All right, now let's get into the rest of the week. A um, couple more stories for you. Then we've got a little bit smaller ones. Um, some news on Paul Manafort came out this week that he was being that he was being tapped at. Well, first of all, apparently he's been tapped for like a, a decade. While. Yeah. <laughs> like they've been early two thousands. Yeah, they said two thousand one, and that's something that I would like to point out about this whole. Uh, not necessarily the Russian thing, but the way that Manafort gets tied Russia. in to the Russian thing, the Russian investigation, is that like people, not necessarily Donald Trump either, like some of his his fanboys are saying that like Paul Manafort is evidence that this is a witch hunt. They're looking for anything. Paul Manafort was being investigated in 2001, way before this campaign started. So right. that argument is debunked it this isn't a witch hunt this is a paul manafort hunt and they have reasons well, it could be a broader witch hunt but just the paul manafort thing and right like i've said on the show multiple times i think you're going to get something with paul manafort not anything that has to do with the campaign maybe not but just him personally yeah I, think he, I mean probably did i don't know there's a reason they've been something. looking into him since yeah. 2001 the other thing that this kind of brings up is the fact that it takes a long damn time to find stuff out apparently if you're rich, if like, you're poor, you can get arrested pretty 16 quick. 16 <laughs> years. I feel like it's, and that kind of defeats the argument for me. Because it's like, did you find something by now? Like, what are you just perpetually Well, since I haven't tapping? seen it, I have an article in front of me that says that uh, it's, it, even the surveillance has been after the fact. It's not that they were wiretapping him and listening. They were going through and pulling out archival emails and logs and stuff. I gotcha. At um, what point can you not do that though? Are they just perpetually tapping this dude? I don't know, but apparently, like they've given. The, I mean, they, it's there's what the enough, NSA you know what pretty I mean? much showed though. You know? Yeah, but at some point, I feel apparently like you have though, to tell there's the guy, enough. Like, hey man, we're listening to every phone call you make. You can't just do that for sixty. Apparently years. though, that there is a there's enough of a reason for them to be looking at them that they secured two FISA warrants, and FISA yeah. warrants are not easy to get. You have to show a, right. a FISA court judge that like here is my reasonable doubt with like that I need to, and it's not, it's more than reasonable doubt. It's like, here's my evidence that I need to continue to prod this. Right. And so the fact that they were able to sustain two FISA court warrants would tell me that there's enough there. I don't know what it is yet, but it was enough to get these warrants that in July, you know, we had talked about how um, he had been, how he had been raided by the FBI. Well, what we actually were a little bit incorrect in our in our analysis of it at that or in our details of that story when we reported it. Um, when we had that conversation, we had talked about how he got like a knock on the door or some shit. No, he didn't. Yeah, they, they just like showed they up. picked his lock at two or three in the morning, came in and immediately searched him and his wife who were sleeping in bed for weapons. Right, which like. That makes this a Sopranos type show, right? Like if they're <laughs> sleeping with guns, like right. that, that's messed up. They're, I mean, obviously they weren't. They weren't, yeah. <laughs> right? But like the idea that that 
that that happened is right. just like now apparently I've heard a lot of speculation saying that that's just a that is a fear tactic from oh yeah I'm sure it is point of view where yeah. he's like even if you know I've got the warrant I can do it at once so we're not gonna and they even warned him that they plan to indict him that's that is yeah. just them trying to scare him just right out. right he's standing firm he's saying like they're also release the tapes release everything like I got nothing to hide go for it they're also working very hard with the. Um, New York State District Attorney right now, Bob Mueller's investigation is. And I think the reason that that's um, an important thought or an important thing that's happening there is because the only... We don't know why they're working with them, but what we can kind of assume, just the way that the talks are going and and that is happening, that um, this would be an attempt to block Donald Trump from being able to pardon Paul Manafort if right. something came up um, because the president can pardon somebody who's been convicted of certain crimes, but not state level crimes. So if he was to get, so if Bob Mueller was to be theoretically here working with the New York district attorney and they came to the conclusion that, that New York will charge him for his crimes instead of Bob Mueller, then Donald Trump can no longer pardon right. him based on that. That's interesting. And they try to strong arm him to get some dirt on. Trump that's the idea. I mean, at least that's the way yeah. that all of the media outlets, whether you're looking at conservative or liberal media outlets, are saying, right. "Look, this looks like an attempt to twist his arm and say you're going to talk." Now, we should all keep in mind that it's very possible he has nothing to tell. But if he has right. nothing to tell, here's how I see this playing out: if he has something to tell. I don't feel like white collar criminals have the same mindset as like gang type criminals, right. right? Gangs don't talk. The mafia doesn't talk. They don't, and, right. and gangsters don't talk. Tell us who you get bought the drugs from. I don't know, man. I'm on the side <laughs> of the street. That's what you get. I don't feel like white collar criminals follow that same mentality. If Paul Manafort sees an opportunity to gain immunity from crimes that he's committed, right. And he knows something about the Russia investigation that would be pertinent to that, then I would think that he would flip. I would think Michael Flynn would flip too. So the way I see I this playing, about that guy. so well, the I mean, way prison is much more different <clears throat> for blue white collar criminals. Blue collar criminals <clears throat> almost go to prison; they expect it. Like right. if you're a gangbanger, you know you're going to go to prison. Right. Much different if you're a this Goldman Sachs. You right. Know, you're going right. to be more of a target. So I think too that like. There's a couple of ways this can play out. If that's actually the case, and if they're strong-arming him, if he has information, I would think that we'll see him get immunity at some point, and whatever information that he's giving up will become the yeah. next story we talk Flynn about. sought immunity. Right. Like, he was, you haven't heard Manafort say anything. And again... If he doesn't have anything, I would expect him to go to jail. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't have anything to tell... If, well, and he, there could be nothing, just period. Because like right. I said, I mean, if you're looking into a guy for 16 years and you can't slap the chains on him yet... Oh, I think like, there's something with Mana for it. Like, I, I definitely... I surprised, but knowing that they've looked at it for however did long... Did you see his but, emails? I mean, you, you've seen that in the past where they look at... Did you see the emails uh, that they released? Mafia where, leaders like, who've been, like, under investigation yeah. for 20 years, but they've been secretly giving the FBI information. He yeah. was like... Uh, he was. They were saying that like he was clearly using code words, code words in in these emails, where he would be like talking to Russian businessman and be like, "Remember the time I gave you the most expensive jar of black caviar ever?" 
Well, uh-huh. we should go back and revisit that because I might have more black caviar to give you. <laughs> like, what? It's like, hey, remember when I gave you that chest full of diamonds? This right. doesn't mean money. Um, so, and we see know. that with Russia. I mean, when they talk about adoptions, they're really talking about sanctions, you know, like right. things like that. And so, I don't know. Which well, doesn't bother me. It just doesn't. I do talking think about sanctions and things like that, like, uh, that's fine. I do think that, though, um, the, if the. I don't know. Russia. I, Russia. It's all <laughs> Russia. No, I, I do think that it'll be interesting to, to see how this plays out. I also think that the, that the idea that – because people are now the story, one of the talking points is because of this whole aspect. We're talking now about the fact that he's been investigated since 2001. Um, but there are still those people out there that are like, they're only looking into Manafort because of the campaign. No, they're not. Right. And no. if, and I think if they, I tend to agree with you that if they find something on Manafort, it will be something outside of the election. Yeah. Now, if he knows something also about the election, I think he'll, I think that they'll be able to convince him that he doesn't want to spend the rest of his life away from his wife in jail. Right. Or just flee or Russia. They get very easily. <laughs> you've seen it a thousand times in all those cap shows that make Jason Sackley think he should shoot at things. Um, <laughs> that like if his wife is somehow complacent to, or some complicit mm-hmm. um, and knows about his dealings in 2001 or 2004, whenever it was like they come to him and go, we're going to throw her in jail too. Right. Like he'll talk. If right. there's something to say. That's why you de- de- what do you call it? Compartmentalize? Get everything? Mm. Nobody knows everything? Right. Or just don't do bad shit, and then you can release <laughs> everything, and the story goes away right. after 40 hours. Yeah, so. to me, I, again, I just I don't think there's – if there is anything, I think it's going to be something personal. I still don't think there's anything there just because of the way that it's turned out where, like, you know – everything's out of the norm you're supposed they usually let the guy know hey we're gonna come in like no they pick his lock they come in and do all this stuff again there's no weapons on him again he's telling everyone release the phone conversations yeah but that, like, that's i've got like, nothing to hide that's a that's a an easy strategy to implement too like we yeah. saw donald trump's um attorney this week was supposed to have a closed door senate hearing that right. he wasn't supposed to announce the morning of the morning that that hearing was scheduled, he released a freaking letter to the press saying, "Hey, I just want to let you know we're doing a behind the behind closed doors, whatever." And then well, not anymore. And then Congress yeah. was like, "No, we're not. Not anymore. That was a play. That was nothing more than strategy. You yeah. don't have to talk if you fuck it up for them." Yeah. So now, well, they still have to do it. So open now. now they're going to do it open. Yeah. But um, which again, I think that that's just. A smart move. You're saying, no, I want people to know what we're talking about. I've got nothing to hide. Let's do it and let's air this dirty laundry. Right. You know, I did quotes there for people who didn't <laughs> see. Right. I like, let's do it all open. And I think that that's the smart move because I, I personally do think it's a witch hunt. I do. I just I have never believed the Russia thing. I think that there's just not nearly enough evidence to even suggest it. I think, I think there's enough evidence that they have suggested. Oh, I don't think yeah, so at all. You're I, looking yeah. You have 17 it. agencies in our I country mean, it's saying no bigger, it it's no bigger than only... uh, Hillary Clinton's 33,000 yoga emails. So, you know. no, look, again, they, she smashed those with hammers and whitewashed them and did all those, right. that stuff. Yeah, because and she wasn't coming out saying release the emails. She was saying, what emails? And, you know, he's saying release all the tapes. She told you what those were about, my man. Yeah, so, I'm sure she did. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that all James, of the evidence points to you having nothing. James so, Comey came out and said that there was classified information in yeah, the 
because you don't want the people to know where the government has their yoga classes at. That would be classified. <laughs> well, I, I don't understand yeah. the problem here. Again, if he expanded Hillary Clinton it, told you something, so it has to be true. No, I'm not saying Hillary Clinton. I'm saying James Comey, because I don't think that he advertently you, lied. I think he mishandled information. By the way, but. did you see the James Comey thing? He gave a speech at uh, oh, yeah. Howard yeah, University. They were chanting, uh, no justice, no peace, and James Comey, you're not our homie. <laughs> Yeah. The greatest chance. <laughs> that is the best. I, if I we can pull audio of that, oh I just my love God. to see his face and a single tear comes down. Yeah. Damn, your homie. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, again, we'll, we'll see. To me, this whole thing is just, I completely understand why he would want to do it open and just be like, look, you've got nothing. And I want everyone to know you've got nothing. And you can try to do your scare tactics and do all of that and make the, the Washington Post. But then, I don't know, I say, as someone up. who knows their scare tactics, that's really the only uh, tactic you have to fight back is just feign ignorance and then hope they the don't find anything. The audience can't see yeah, the it could huge go the other grin way. on my face right now, but I'm fairly confident this is going to go poorly for you. Yeah, we'll so. see. Again, it could go any way. I just don't think that it will. And if it does, again... To me, there's like a 99% chance that there's nothing with the campaign. To me, there's probably about a 20% chance. I'll, I'll bump it to like 35, 35% chance that Paul Manafort actually <laughs> That is has very something. much a personal feeling percentage-wise. Oh, there are no numbers to back yeah, up that yeah, claim. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but like I said, when I look at all, all the other evidence and the things that they show with the Russia thing, like there's no way to, to know that. And they claim that they know it. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're subpoenaing like Facebook right now because of the amount of ads they sold to fake uh, U.S. citizen yeah. accounts and well, what to looks Russians. to be Russia links. Yeah, it was, but then that's the problem is, is everyone runs with it. It's, it's Russia, and then they say, no, we never said it was. We said it was Russian citizens. You can't just say everyone in Russia is bad. <laughs> right. No, but you People, also can't say that, that. No, but you can you can look at trends to prove a network. Yeah. Barack Obama comes out and says, yeah, you should vote for Angela Merkel. Or Angela Merkel. That, oh, he's messing with their no, election. No, no, no. Like, no. That's completely a bullshit point. It's the same thing. A no, guy it's in absolutely Russia, not. Yeah, a guy no, in Russia endorsing says a candidate is not the same thing as rigging it's an election. Covertly. It's not at, rigging. It, no. The term rigging not, means you have to be in okay, the system. Okay, but it's also not endorsement. What, yeah. what Barack Obama did, yeah. what Barack Obama did in saying, hey, vote yeah. for this person, is not it. Oh, you're comparing apples to oranges. How is it not influencing? No, I, th- I, mean, I think Mitch is right in the term that it is influencing. It's not. Rigging an election. Rigging an no. election it means you, you went in there and that altered. It's not. We haven't seen any evidence that there's been the a mindset votes. of the population through false <clears throat> information. It's saying this is the person yeah. I support. That's why it's different. Well, again, everyone was doing that. You saw that on the Democratic side. We see it with the Washington Post. They puts out misleading information. That That's you wanna, you fine. Know, do, All do I'm do saying that. is your claim of Barack Obama's thing being the same is bullshit. It. It's not the same type of influence. No, it's not. But that's the whole point is that it's not illegal. You can't sit there and say, oh, well, some guy in Russia bought some MySpace or some (laughs) MySpace. Bought some Facebook. How old is your election? <laughs> <laughs> Bought some Facebook thing. So obviously there is collusion. No, I agree. Like, with, no, 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 no but, it, but I think it's shady, and it's also something we need to worry about going forward with the advent of social media. The last couple of elections, Facebook hasn't been a big deal, but now it is. Everyone yeah. has a Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's where they get a lot of right. their news. But again, what my point I'm making is that we do that to the other countries too. Oh, yeah. we do. George Soros is buying shit on Facebook to, uh, you know, bolster up Ang- Angela Merkel and other people that he wants to see elected. We all do this. Yeah, it's we also not. overthrow democratically elected, but if someone tried to but do it again, to us, we would scream foul. It's different to buy space to endorse somebody and to spread false information about somebody. Right. That, that's where the ethics here get called into question. And if you can prove a trend that shows a Russian network, then you can start to <laughs> well, look and, into the into yeah. whether or not it was nefarious. And what you really, I mean, what we, I think this is going to come to is Facebook needs to have better standards for what they 
when they can but tag us, news sources being unreliable. Here's the problem well, just, too with that is like we talk about free speech on the internet and whatnot, not yeah. censoring the internet. It becomes a slippery slope when Facebook and Twitter goes. If someone, because here's well, the no, argument: if, if Facebook te- teams up with Snopes and and they're like, we're gonna, if there's an ad that has a ma- fault, like factual errors, we're gonna yeah. tag it as here's the ad. But you should know that a lot of experts disagree yeah, okay. with this. Info. I, I'm fair with yeah, that. that would be okay. Or I'm fine with that because my thought then is just like it becomes that argument of like, well, Twitter shouldn't allow ISIS to be on Twitter. Right. Well, then if you don't allow ISIS, which I'm for not allowing ISIS on Twitter, but then you can do that with the white supremacists and yeah. with Black Lives Matter Here's and with Antifa and with Anonymous and with it, with anybody that you don't agree with. Juggalos. And, right, right. Get them out Get of here. them off Twitter. Get right. them out of here with their fago. <laughs> no, but the way that, that I used to think that and say don't give them a platform, don't let them upload things. But then a lot of these ethics groups in – uh, these war-torn countries are saying, no, s- stop, because this is a huge issue right now with YouTube. They're deleting all these videos that show violence, and in a lot of cases, this is the only evidence that they have. So right. you're basically deleting all of the documentation. Yeah, of all it's the basically, it would be like taking the imagery out of Vietnam. If right. you take the saying, imagery no, out of Vietnam, you, then have no, vi- you don't know what happened. Right, and people <laughs> yeah. continue to go there and die losing right. more. I'm sure Ken Burns is sitting Hashtag here like, oh, Ken Burns is, yeah, yeah, plug that. You know, I'm sure he wants to make a documentary you need footage you know, a lot yeah. of times that's the only evidence that people have it, so. it is it is shocking some of that footage getting off topic i've been watching that yeah. i'm a big kins burns fan i think that he's yeah. kind of a ding dong every time i hear him publicly speak, he, he's like, a neo like, like, like he doesn't like computers and stuff or yeah. neo luddite i think is the term he's a strange dude he's got <laughs> yeah. a worse well, haircut than trump yeah they're, they're, i don't know nothing about good. all that so yeah um, i'll have to take a look into that but Anyway, um, collusion. <laughs> collusion. So Russia. I think, in in short, we can just determine that uh, Trump is guilty. It's going to prove that, and Russia, Russia, judge, Russia. jury, right. and executioner, Brandon. So. Right. Senate Republican leaders will not hold a vote on their latest effort to repeal and replace Obamacare. Four Republican senators had come out against the Graham-Cassidy bill, meaning it was essentially dead in the Senate. Here are the plan's co-authors, Senators Bill Cassidy and Lindsey Graham, addressing this major setback this afternoon. Well, to be clear, through events that are under our control and not under our control, we don't have the votes. Okay, That's in speaking to the leadership, speaking to the president. I think Lindsey and he are on speed dial. Uh, uh, we've made the decision since we don't have the votes, we will postpone that vote. Okay. Am I disappointed? Absolutely. The leadership team has done everything we've asked them. We're coming back to this after taxes. We're going to have time to explain our concept. We'll have a better process, and we're going to take this show on the road. Well, if you thought you were listening to a flashback from July, you were actually mistaken. You were listening <laughs> to this week. This um, is like part 15 of <laughs> right. Obama repeal. John McCain kills health care again. And we can't actually give him all of the credit for it, but he pretty much led the charge. Not as uh, epic yeah. as the thumb, though. He'd use his words this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These not, are McCain's thumb points down. Right. <laughs> it's not as good as that WWE spliced video. But... Oh. Um, but yeah, what we're, we it was interesting too because you and I, Mitch, were talking about uh, the the fact that healthcare looked like it was had a chance to pass at the beginning yeah. of the week, and we had even determined that we wouldn't talk about it this week because the vote would come up next week, and then we right. could talk about it. 
Well, it looks like that vote's not coming up again. No, now because yeah, um, another person came out. He was the first one to, to come out and say it. Well, I, no, Rand Paul was the Rand first. Rand Paul was the first. But one. Obviously, Rand Paul's an idiot, so <laughs> right. he's just going to. If it's Agreed. an idiotic view, he's going to stand up for it and say, "Well, that's what I think." Right. Fucking idiot. Anyway, I really don't like Rand Paul. I don't like Rand Paul but, either. You're not, yeah. you're not stepping on any toes in this room. Right. So. Then McCain came out and was like, I just can't vote for it because I'm John McCain. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm too busy looking up pee parties. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so then he did all that. And then I guess, I can't remember the name of the other person now, but uh, they needed they needed at least. I think, well, Murkowski was, of Alaska was still on the fence and Susan Collins was, of Maine was still I on the fence. I thought that Susan Collins came out today and said, it might be, I thought it was a female that came out today and said no. I'm, it was probably, my it. guess, and I. Yeah, she's I, leaning no, Susan Collins and says. Mm-hmm. Murkowski. Oh, yeah, she There are still questions as to where Murkowski, I cannot pronounce her name, is at this moment. Yeah doesn't matter if there's three that are saying no then it's dead yeah because no democrats are going to vote for it uh because if you didn't know 20 percent of 20 (laughs) percent more of americans love obamacare it's just obvious yeah if you take if you have a washington post in the cbs poll right (laughs) a horribly biased poll with a very very leading question (laughs) yeah so um that's obviously bullshit but here so (laughs) i mean it it is true somewhat i've seen more reliable numbers that the majority of americans now do support obamacare at least the the idea of universal health care i think that the democrats i've seen yeah i've seen some if this bill had passed i think the democrats would have been very successful at arguing that pre-existing conditions were going to come back i know that the bill isn't written that way but the bill is written loosely enough where that could be the case and because it could be the case, they were going to sell it as the yeah. end all be all. This is what they are doing. They right. are, it is you're going to pay more for pre-existing conditions. And because of that, I honestly believe that they would have been successful at selling that, and it would have killed. I think this was lose lose for Republicans, no matter what. If they pass it, they're going to get destroyed. Because believe it or not, some Republicans are poor and benefit from Obamacare, yeah. and if they stop. Then the then they're gonna feel that, and I think if they don't get it passed, then they lose because they're so, a do nothing government. Here's how it was there are Republicans to me. that can't govern. Here's how it was explained in favor of what the Republicans were trying to do with the Lindsey Graham and whoever the fuck else, Bill, Bill. Cassidy. Yeah. So basically, cause they, they said the same thing. They were saying, "Well, you're gonna get rid of pre-existing conditions," and everything that I've read says, "No, they're not." What they're gonna do is each state has to can individually set the premiums for uh, pre-existing conditions, and they don't have to offer it on every plan, but they have to offer at least one low-income alternative that covers everyone. And the reason why that's supposed to work uh, to the benefit of everyone else is that now all these other plans don't have to be hampered down with pre-existing conditions. So they can lower their premiums, more people buy into them that are healthy so that they can have coverage, and then they can only focus on the one option each state that does the pre-existing conditions, and you can subsidize that. So you don't have to try to subsidize the entire healthcare system. You can just subsidize that one plan. The problem is going to be for all and of And then the, that, all the, the premiums will go down the for problem, everyone where else. Where the people are going to get hurt there is the people that don't live in California. The people well, that the, don't yeah, live and in that, New I was going to say, is that, the, do you think that's right, that states should have individual, like depending on what I state do. you're in? It determines the healthcare. I think that if any issue is a national issue to me, it's healthcare for you know, yeah, making sure every state and every poor person has the same healthcare. I just think that when you leave it, I I think that in most cases, saying the the leave it up to the states approach is is usually a better one than the at a national level. Like I'll I'll go there, but but on this. 
I it makes it so hard for any company well, trying and, to cover different would, states. What I would assume, when they have to, yeah, and what I would assume is that if if I'm Red Cross Blue Shield or whatever mm-hmm. Red Cross Blue Cross <laughs> Blue Shield, um, if I'm if I'm them and I'm trying to cover people and I'm working with different sets of laws in mm-hmm. New York versus Oklahoma or New York versus um, Tennessee or something like that, Florida, whatever, then. A, it's going to be a very hard task for you to get all of that shit yeah, together. disagree. B, I think that states like Tennessee and Oklahoma and Mississippi are going to have different theological they are. ideas about this. Yeah. And I think that, but it doesn't matter. Like, the theology doesn't matter because the poor people still exist that are benefiting from it. So mm-hmm. if now what I did have last year under Obamacare, which I'll agree is not a good system. I, no, I've been very outspoken about not liking the system. But I'm not the one that matters here. The mm-hmm. person that benefits from Obamacare is the one that matters here. And if they now have to travel across the country to get mm-hmm. what they had last year... That's not realistic. That's going to hurt the Republicans who did right. that to so them. So here's why I disagree with that. So you're talking about uh, insurance company that has to deal with multiple different laws throughout uh, different states. No, they don't. They can just have their plan. It's low premium. Doesn't It offers all this, but it doesn't cover pre-existing conditions. And now you can sell that through multiple states because the state itself has to offer that pre-existing condition option. The insurance companies don't. So what it means is that if we can afford health insurance, we buy into the one with the lower premium, we do better off. The person who still needs to be covered still has an option. The big question mark, though, is each state at this at that point would get to write their own version of that. And we don't know what that means. Yeah, right. I, I would have a problem, though. What if everyone just signs up for the low-cost the low cost state one that has to be subsidized by the government? <laughs> Are we right back where we started, though? That would be terrible, yeah. That yeah. Would, that but, would, but no one's going to do that because well, obviously I mean, it the depends. Other ones, It depends on what uh, yeah. they're offering us. If they're offering us much higher and it's easier to go with the state one that offers you yeah. pre-existing conditions because you can't afford I the... Well, as an insurance think. company, you want to draw people in, but you want to draw in healthy people. So you don't want to pay out. So you're going to offer... Uh, a plan that covers a wide range of things, but you want to bring in 25-year-olds and things like that, so you make the cost low so they can afford it. So the way that, that Republicans are looking at this is you put it into this to – you get rid of uh, the, the mandate and all of that. So now you give – you let the free market work across state borders. You're going to have – lower premiums for the majority of people. The people who are very sick still have an option. The problem is that we don't know exactly what that option is. And then and you the have problem to work with, that, with it at that point. I would think, though, is because of the theological and political differences from state to state in the country that there will be state plans mm-hmm. that aren't sufficient to co- that they well, don't be- cover the people that need them based on their political theology. Like, you yeah. know, and, and like, I'm not saying that one political I, thought process is better than the other, but what I'm saying is, you know that New York is going to offer something different than Mississippi because right. of their political beliefs. Which is what I believe. They should be able to do that because those are the people the that get to government The poor people still end up in the same position, though. Well, here's the problem, though. We know what we have now isn't working for anyone. So it's not working for the poor people because yeah. they can't use Use it because the premiums are so high. And in the meantime, everyone else is suffering, too. So when you get someone like me where I've got a daughter who has a chronic illness, but I don't make enough to get subsidized at all. So my premiums just keep going up and up and up. But you and s- I'm not getting any help. You still agree that this is not a good plan. 
I don't think I think it's a good first step because it's going to bring it. It's going to get rid of the state lines. It's going to let insurance companies offer what they want to offer. I think that's going to help the consumers. And at the same time, it puts it in law. You have to cover these people. So we don't know what that's going to be yet, but you have to cover them. So they're still covered. Everyone else's premiums get to go down which we would assume would because insurance companies, like I said, are going to You assume, though, but if you don't know what their plan is yeah. that they're going to offer, you really can't. Like, this isn't a right. fully formed right. plan. We know what the private people two years ago are. what they assumed the price of the EpiPen would be. They yeah. didn't assume it was going <laughs> to be $1,500. Right. So, well, again, you take like, away yeah. choice and then you... Got to subsidize that Wu-Tang Clan purchase, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to get that album. But, yeah, the point of, of that is that if you make it so broad so you say, no, everyone has to be covered, every plan has to have and cover these, then you're seeing premiums have to rise because guess who's not buying it? Healthy people. Guess who you've just had to give coverage to? Sick people who are using it. Of course premiums are going to go up, and that's exactly what we've seen. Yeah. And I mean, so, as personal, I still don't have health insurance haven't yeah. since I was 18, over a decade. Because, right. because they can't afford it. Yeah. yeah, so right. like as much as I agree with you, the spirit behind Obamacare, I understand it is failing. Like, yeah. it's, it's no, it doesn't help I would, I would say the same thing. And everyone thing. just pulls out because they can't afford it. I don't. Yeah. Well, it's weird because if you're so poor, you can get pretty much insurance given to you. And if you're mm-hmm. rich enough, you can afford it. But there's a weird gray area where you're making enough not to get governmental help, right. but you're not making enough to afford insurance because mm-hmm. it's another monthly bill right. that just, yep. you know, if it's a hundred bucks, well, that's, that's a lot to someone living paycheck where I to fall. paycheck. I, I'm not covered. My child is covered, and my child is covered because Stacy is covered. Right. But Stacy and I aren't married yet. We're engaged, and I'm not on a plan with her, so I'm not covered. Yeah. My family is. No, I'm I, not, and it's because I fall into that gray area where it's like, well, I could either pay x amount of dollars a month which i can't afford because i just can't and or i can take a lump sum hit at the end of the year which also sucks because <laughs> it's it, okay now i've been hearing that but i have yet to get penalized on my taxes really? is that something they've waived a lot i know they waived it at least one or two years I but i've yet to pay a it. penalty no i've gotten hit every single year it just you depends. need a better you it, need to yeah you need and it, i think it just depends they can hit you but like they, you know, I, they have to go looking. I have gotten hit for it every single year, and it has increased every single year. <laughs> I think like, you just admitted to tax fraud income. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Remember yeah. the episode where I cleaned that up? I, yeah. I yes. did the same thing. It was like, but don't worry, it's taken care of now. Yeah. It actually is. Do not come after me, IRS. Right. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm sure. I think they're on the right path. I think that. Well, I think they're on the wrong path because this isn't going to pass. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> like, it doesn't. I think with a lot of that just I think when the Democrats just don't want to see the when, other side. When and, this doesn't go to a vote, it does this kill for the year yes. until this Mendez guy until they figure out what's going on with with that senator from New Jersey that uh, is it Bob Mendez? I it's something know. Mendez, but basically he's got brought up on corruption charges and they're saying that if they remove him, Chris Christie is going to Im- implement, put in a Republican senator in the interim. And throw off the balance a little and bit. And then, assumedly, you would just put someone who is a yes man that's going to say, if yeah, you want but, this but position. That's, but, but that's, again, how like we know of that we have like, two or three no votes. If it comes also, out with one more no vote, it won't matter. If well, they, they, have to ha- they can have two no votes. They can't have three. Right. Yeah. So, we have to get to 60 votes. Yeah, but right now, the names that we're talking about are Murkowski, Collins, McCain, and Paul. So yeah. You already have more than the two yeah, votes yeah, I that you can that. But again, Yeah, and there's one or two flip, of those that's still on the fence. Yeah, and if you flip that one of those Democratic votes, now you bring in I, I, my another. My bet is if they vote at all, all four of those go no. I don't. I don't see it passing in this year. It might come up next year, but then you have no. the election. If they and do, they're just dumb. Like if it dies here, let it go. 
because yeah. you're Democrats all, need to come because to the table because they know single, that this isn't working. That's what yeah. John McCain wants. Like that's his argument. Yeah, is, John like if, if Trump can go across the aisle is, to work with uh, DACA, can he not do that yeah. with healthcare? That I thought this is, was a pretty good middle ground. I, it, I think it was better, but that's also saying how poorly their first attempt was. Yeah, that this one is better, and but it's second, their fourth attempt. And, third, and at this point, they're losing, and no one's going to listen because they hear. Republicans want to uh, repeal Obamacare, and they just think bad idea. Right. When well, we all should agree that there are certain things that need to be changed. Yeah. About and again, that. Democrats are pushing it like everyone's going to die if you do if you pass yeah. it, which isn't true. Which is, which I've is had exactly least how problems. Republicans pushed oh, it. When, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, so both sides are fucking. Dumb I have, le- I have less problems with this than some of the other changes they wanted to make, but I still don't think it's going to pass. I, and John McCain straight up said, like his reason for doing this is because he wants to. He wants to extend an olive branch. He wants Democrats to yeah. be in on this, and Mitch McConnell is refusing that. Like, yeah. no, we're going to do it amongst Republicans. John McCain's pretty much told them now, well, for every you're, time you do it, I'm going to vote against you. Right. I want Democrats it. at the table. So right. we'll see what happens. I'm sure we'll be covering it again, but hopefully not for the Republicans, because I swear to God, every time they bring it up, it just shows you how they cannot get anything done. Right. That, well, they only, there, is a, right. there is a very... Uh, intense disagreement within the Which Republican Party. Would, would be the same thing if Democrats were fully in charge. You'd see the schism of what they disagree Mostly, on. Mostly, but Democrats really rally. Like, they they rally against the things religion. they hate. It's a lot harder when they yeah. want to propose suggestions. Except for religion. There are a, about half of them that are still from religious areas, and so they claim they're Catholic or Christian, and they go with that. And then there's a... Because we saw that during the convention whenever they tried to put in the dogma of the DNC when they put out, you know, what they believe in, they said we're a Christian party and everything, and then half the people stood up and was like, yeah. no. Well, that's, okay, that's the problem when you have two parties that control a, a country as populous as this. You're not going to get an even split of everyone no. agreeing this. There are a million little subsections. Of, there are Democrats that agree with that guns should be legal, and there are ones that hate it. Yeah, so I think you should just go to the states and let those um, guys figure it out. Maybe you have a point out. with some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think that that would help out. My big thing uh, yeah, my big thing, real quick, is uh, more liberals should be Republican, in my opinion, because Republicans believe in small government. They believe that the states should have more power. So if you feel a certain way, you can just li- you have more power. You don't have to work on this big grand scale of things. You can work, you know, if you do a march on Washington, you don't change anything. You do a march down on City Hall, you change something, you know? Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Tell, them, tell Martin Luther King Jr. marches on Washington don't work there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just... It, it, it's interesting to watch this whole thing play out. So yeah. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again. It seems like uh, healthcare is going to be a never-ending conundrum for Republicans. Who would have thought it would have been such a divisive issue? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be I easy. didn't. Um, so anyway, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for the week, though. All right. um, we will... We're going to take next week off, I believe. We've got... Like we had discussed at the beginning of the month... Um, it's just been a really, really hectic, hectic September for us. And especially with us then with the protests starting and us being like, well, we need, we need to get this. We need to be down there. Like it just got even busier. You Um, had to go have a child. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Way to go. Like I could have got a dog or something. Yeah. (laughs) Could have made a, could have had a second podcast, Brandon. (laughs) Right. Right. Who knew that's how that happened? I didn't know. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so we'll be taking the last week of September off. And then I don't think we're going to schedule another break until probably the holidays. So we should be, we should be, good um on a weekly basis until then this was just a crazy month for us so um the the 
links to the comments or I do it every single week. Yeah, you do. Every week. I never get that sentence right. The links to the topics discussed are in the comments section on both Google Play and iTunes. New episodes are available Tuesdays on both of those platforms. Remember to follow us at TDAP2017 on Twitter and Facebook. Share our uh, share our episodes share our articles we're trying to keep up with it um pretty decently again i I know it's been a crazy month but um but yeah definitely do those things throw a like at us leave us some comments we'll read your comments on the air we'll have we'll we'll call you out and say that no we don't agree with you no we won't do that we'll (laughs) give out your personal information (laughs) yeah yeah this is this is where he lives this is his phone number social security um so anyway i think that pretty much does it and uh, as always here it is your oh i almost did it your alternative fact of the week thanks she packed my bags last night pre-flight zero hour 9 a.m and i'm gonna be high As a kite by then. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh no, no, no! I'm a rocket man! Rocket man! Burning out his fuse out here, alone. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rock it man. Rocket man. Burning out his fuse out here, alone. Oh yeah, that's the good stuff.